What is up, everybody? You're listening to Coffee with Callie. I'm your host, Callie Original. And today we're in the home of none other than uh, Straight Faded, the barber. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for, for inviting me into your home. Beautiful, man. Looks like a, It looks like the cover of one of the uh, magazines you look at when you're standing in line at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A couple people tell me, too. They're like, hey, man, with your house, it looks like a model home. Like, did you buy it, like, already equipped and furnished? Right, you could kind of say that, dude, because when I got married, it came with everything, so <laughs> my wife decorated the whole house. I just help her move stuff and hang up stuff on the wall. That's dope, brother. So, for those of you, the people that don't know, where did the uh, Straight Faded come from? The name Straight Faded came from, I was working in a warehouse while I was going to barber school, and there was this big dude, his name is Alex, I don't, I don't remember his last name, because it happened like, it was about almost nine years ago. His name was Alex, man, he was a big cat, like, you know, a heavy set cat. And I was going to barber school, and I used to tell him, hey, dog, let me, uh, let me cut your hair. Because I used to cut hair during breaks, like line people up, you know, around the, in the back of the neck and little tapers here and there. And I'd be like, let me cut you up. And he'd be like, nah, fam. He's from the east side. He's like, nah, fam. When you get good in like two years, then I'll let you cut me up. And I was like, all right. So we're outside by the lunch truck one day. And everyone used to always listen to me tell my crazy ass stories from growing up with drug abuse or alcohol or like just partying, writing my name on shit that don't belong to me in the freeways, writing graffiti and all that. And um, he was smoking a cigarette and he looked at me and as he took a, sorry, that's my dog, Hazel in the back. She's, it's all good. She wants to meet you. It's all good, bro. And uh, he's taking a cigarette and as he is excelling, <laughs> as he's excelling, He's like, you know what you ought to call yourself, doggy? Straight faded. Because almost every story you tell me is fucking crazy. And you were 90% of the time faded as fuck or on a sick one or doing something wild. Damn, I wish, you remember, I, remember, I wish I remember his last name, man. I feel bad because this dude named me. He was getting a tattoo and him and his, his cousin was getting a tattoo. And him and his boy, him and his other cousin went to the store to get alcohol. When they're coming back. They were flying down a dirt road, like hauling ass. And I guess from what I understand, they tried to make a sharp turn and the trailblazer flipped over, rolled like three or four times. He was like a 300 pound guy, man. He flew out the front window. He was a passenger. He flew out the front window, landed in a cornfield. I guess from uh, from what I remember, they told me is that he tried to drag him. He tried to like crawl back to uh, where the scene was at, but he went deeper into the the cornfields and he ended up passing away. Oh man. So it's been kind of like, like I was telling you earlier, like I want to change my name, man, but it's, it was given to me. It's not something that uh, that I came up with myself. You mm. know what I mean? So. Man, that's a crazy story. Rest huh? in peace, Alex, yeah. So what got you into wanting to become a barber? Man, I used to be one of those guys that used to go get my hair cut every single Friday. Like, I used to work a job, and I got paid every two weeks. And, like, I'd give my mom $20. When I got paid, I'd give my mom 20 bucks. Mom, here's 20 bucks. Hold it for me for my haircut next week. Because I knew I was going to party and waste that whole paycheck. <laughs> but the next week, I had a haircut. So I'd always go to the barbershop ever since I was 18 in California. And I used to go, you know, growing up, and growing up, man, the homies, cut, we all cut each other up. The homie Angel used to always cut me up in the front right there in Riverside. He used to always just cut me in the front yard, dude. He had like a stoop with some weights, like on some <laughs> boys in the hood shit. Yeah, yeah dude, we just kick it. He'd just chop everybody up, and we'd all just buy him a 40. And then anyways, I ended up going moving to Colorado, and I started cutting my own hair. And then my friends were like, damn, dude, you get down. 
And I was using like beard trimmers. They didn't know what a good haircut was back then because I thought my shit was choppy. And I started cutting them up and they'd be like, hey, I'll buy you alcohol tonight if you cut my hair. I'm like, all right, two beers. Like, all right. So next thing you know, I cut five or six dudes in my little trailer with my pops and my sister. And that's a 12 pack. So we go out to the bar and I'd be, I'd be like, they'd be like I, every time they wanted to go get a beer, they got me a beer. So that's how I partied. <laughs> I was cutting your hair. It's like jail, man. You cut your hair for sopas and shit. I was cutting your hair for like little, like, you know, little mugs. So it was like, it was cool, man. It was just, that's how I got started. Then I came out here and I was like, man, get my hair cut. And I always got in trouble in warehouses, man. I talked too much. Like I always be on, you know how you be on production? Yeah. And I'll be on like an equipment, just kicking it. Like equipment turned off, leaning up on it, sitting Indian style on the battery, just talking and talking and talking. I'm always getting written up for a... For talking and and I was like, I need a job where I could talk a lot. So I would always talk to my barber. And I never had a good I never had one barber. I had one barber girl. As a matter of fact, I work with her husband now. I always went to her because she did a good job and she was affordable and her name is Naomi. And uh, a lot of people know her. She's right here from Avondale. She started off like a little laundromat. And I followed her everywhere, dude. She was like the one barber I always went to. Other than that, I would always just bounce around because I didn't have time to wait. I was trying to get on popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, that led to me, I ended up in jail for DUI, and I came out, and it was hard to find a job, and I had like a $1,500 income tax return. I was already talking to a couple of schools, and I ended up uh, spending $1,000 of that, um, signing up for barber school, and I was working, uh, I was working full time, I was working from, I was working from Three in the afternoon till midnight, sometimes till two o'clock in the morning. I drive home, I go to bed. My son was living with me too, so I had custody of my son. Well, not custody, but I was working on custody. Mm -hmm. So my mom would watch him. But I would only see my son for like maybe three hours, like two, like an hour a day. And that was till like he was in first grade, man. And um, he, uh, so I ended up just signing up for barber school and I would go to the barber school from eight o'clock in the morning to two. And then from two, I change it to some dirty clothes and drive to my job. And then from there I work. Fuck that. I did that for like uh four months. And then I got a better job uh uh opportunity working for a mattress company. I was working for a mattress company and going to school and he was just like, Damn, I don't know how I could do this. So I talked to my barber instructor and he was like, Hey man, check it out, just come on Saturdays, bro. And I was like, you sure? He was like, yeah. So he gave me an opportunity because I was working like freaking 12, 14 hours there. And going to barber school and waking up early and taking my son to a babysitter and and then driving, you know, going to work and then driving back to the babysitter and going to our little apartment. All this shit do for three years with no license, with a revoke license, bro. I'm, it's me, tweakers, and the cops when I was out driving around in the morning. It's just me, the tweakers, and the cops, man. <laughs> And it was, like, sketchy, man. It was sketchy, dude. Like, every day, man. Like, I actually lived on 75th and Glendale. My job was at right there by Glen Harbor at the little airport by the Glendale dump. And I would drive by. I would get onto the freeway and drive to Avondale Boulevard and MC85 right here by the Fries. And I would drop my son off. And I would drive back the whole way. And I'd go to work with no license. And I'd drive... And at the end of the night, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, I drive back to pick up my boy and drive all back. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a sketchy struggle, dude. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I went to barber school and I ended up 
graduating and then I was sitting at Serta. So like my goal was to go to like a little mom and pop shop mm-hmm. and learn how to cut hair there better because, you know, in barber school, you, 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 you can only learn what you got to learn. You could learn, you know, once anybody, anybody could cut hair, you could cut hair, dude. But when you're cutting a client, that's not your home anymore. That's, that's money in your pocket. So you have to like, you just have to, you have to perform as best as, best as you can because you want that person to come back. So yeah, I got my barber's license and uh, I was sitting inside of a trailer at, at the mattress company. I was already working for, on the weekends at this uh, shop in Surprise, the first shop that ever gave me an opportunity. And I wanted to go to a mom and pop shop, but um, um, the relationship I was in at the time, she was like, nah, you're, you're good, you're better than that. Because my goal was to go to Surprise at the shop that I'm, I was at. Mm-hmm. Cause the first time I got a haircut there, and they're like, back in the day, they're like sixteen bucks. Like, sixteen bucks for a haircut? Shit, I'm mean, in Avondale. It's like twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I ended up going. At, I went over there and I tried out. I took one, 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 one client, one friend of mine, and um, I took him. And she's like, "All right, do a low fade on him." And I was like, "All right." I did a low fade. No, she goes, "Do a taper on him." So I did a taper on him. She goes, "All right, do a low fade." Then I was like, "No, she goes, do a mid fade." And I did a mid fade on him. And then she was like, "All right." uh, do a high fade on him. So I had to do all these haircuts on one person, dude. He was like, hey, I don't like high fades. And I was like, it's free, fool. You'll, grow, you'll be all right in three days. <laughs> he's like, all right, man. He's all, I hope you under, He's all, man, I hate high fades. So then, yeah, they gave me the opportunity to work there for the weekends. And I was in a trader at, at the mattress company. And pulling, I pulled a little mattress out of the, a bed out of a pile of them. And like 80 mattresses just said... Just like domino effect down the trailer. <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch, man. And I just I just walked out. I was like, dude, because I did a lot of I did a lot of shit there, man. I, but I was like, I walked out. I was like, man, fuck this, man. Fuck this. And I so walking as I'm walking like I'm just walking like towards the freeway on Glendale. And I called up the lady and I was like, hey, I need, I need to go into the shop now. I was like, I, I just quit my job, and she gave me an opportunity. Now I'm very lucky that she gave me an opportunity because her name is Maria. She um, she's the owner of Marcel Barbershop in uh, Surprise. I'll never forget her. She's given me my first opportunity. She gave me the work ethic that I got now, along with you know growing up and you know I was in the military. My my dad, my stepdad, you know, raised me. I mean, he made me who I am, kind of too. But she gave me the work ethic, man, because we had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning. And once again, I drove from Glendale all the way to like Thunderbird and Waddell. I mean, I'm saying Waddell and Dysart with no license. <laughs> but I had to be there every single day, man, at eight o'clock, and I would cut until she said, "All right, let's close down." So if people, if it's if we close at seven, it's it's six fifty nine, and a family walks in of eight, which happened. She's like, all right, sit down with him, sit down with him, sit down with him. So she taught me, you know what I'm saying? She taught me, she always made me clean up my station. She always made me sweep. We used to take turns mopping. We would take turns, like, having potlucks, like, you know, all that shit, man. She just, but she was really strict. So, like, one time it was my mom's birthday, and I was like, hey, can I take the, can I leave early? She's like, isn't it cost you 25 bucks? I go, why? She's like, well, you want, you're, you're, you're leaving? That's money out of my pocket. So I got to make some money somehow. So she fucking charged me, man. And then we didn't do nothing for my mom that day. <laughs> she didn't feel good. But like one time, dude, I was even in the hospital, bro. I, 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 I had got pancreatitis and I was in the hospital. And I sent her a picture 
of my wristband of me in the hospital for like three days. And she charged me for every day that I was gone. <laughs> I don't know if it was like 25, 50 bucks, man. But she, I was like, I'm in the hospital. So we got it in Spanish. She told me in Spanish, you know, you, you got to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not dead. You know, I'm still losing my money. So anyway, that's how, that's how I started, man. That's how I, that's how I got into cutting hair. Then I had, I had a kid, too. So I was like, fuck, I got to make sure this kid's always fresh. Mm-hmm. Which he was for kindergarten. Which they are. Both of my kids are pretty fresh. They always got haircuts. That's dope, man. That's a that's an interesting story. <laughs> you got, unless you're dead, you got to go to work, bro. Yeah. Basically, I, man. That's solid, I, Dude, and, and honestly, bro, to this day, dude, if I miss a day... You know I'm fucking. You know I'm. You know I'm. You know I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Hurting. Like I've had. Some people know. Not everybody knows. But I've had COVID twice. And it's because I'm diabetic. So I believe that's. I believe that that's why I keep getting sick. But that's the deal. I'm telling you. I gotta be dying, man, mm-hmm. to go in there. But these days you can't even have a cold. You can't even get the sniffles, dude. Oh yeah, you your, can't. You can't cough or anything. You got the vid. <laughs> Shit, man. Your people are like, what? <laughs> Look at you all sideways, like nah, man. Like really, like I got, I ate salt. I ate something with spicy right now. Uh. Yeah, it's a, it's it's difficult times. Right <laughs> yeah, now. It's dude, interesting. It's crazy, dude. I'm actually getting used to it, man. Like I'll be watching TV and I'll be like, I'll see people talking real close, and I'm like, damn, them motherfuckers are really close to each other. They just met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like they give each other hugs and shit. I'm like, damn, people are hugging. <laughs> Shit. Back in the day, yeah. back in the day we used to give hugs. I know. I want to make like I want to make like a meme or something that says "making make shaking hands great again, man." Shit, you know? Oh shit, it's all good. I I used to always hate dabbing, like like I just no disrespect, but I always thought it was like a funny white person thing. <laughs> you see people like put it there, bud, and they they like they do it funny though, dude, because they're like hands like closed. They're like, hey. And I'm like, hey man, I don't dab here, man. We, you know, we'll, we'll bump bottom of fist. I'll be like, hey, what's going on, player? Or we'll, elbows, you know, like I mean, uh, four, forearms. Like, hey, what's going on? I almost said foreskins. Hey, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we don't do that no more. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah that's a different podcast. <laughs> Thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, you know, we always dab. Like, I, like I don't like doing the fist pump, man. I'll do the bottom of that, and I'm like, man, I just want. I got a couple clients that I'll shake their hands, and they're like. They look at you different. They're like, yeah, what's, I'm like, boy, You know, like, it's respect, you know, just like shaking someone's hand. I always tell my kids, hey, when I go somewhere and you see me talking to someone, introduce yourself and fucking shake their hand. That's how you, that's a man. They're like, all right. And sometimes I look at them and be like, hey, oh, what's up? I'm Jacob. I'm like, put some fucking grip into it too, man. Show them you got webbles. Squeeze their hand. Even if their hand's real big, grab three of their fingers. And like, <laughs> <laughs> just whatever you could grab on that bad boy, man. That's dope. I I I've, I raised my kids to do that too, just because my dad was was one of those guys that you know you you yeah. shake somebody's hand, you look them in the eyes, and you speak loud so they can hear you. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the thing. You got to speak up loud and look at someone in the eyes too. Mm-hmm. Right now it's kind of weird because right now it's kind of weird because we're in the middle of this interview and like you're looking at me, but I'm like looking around because I'm like looking <laughs> at the memory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to like not make no, no, eye contact good, with bro. you, but that's how I am too, dude. And I talk with my hands a lot too, man. You be, th- you be th- if someone was like deaf, they could probably read some weird story that I'm telling. Like I'm just making up some shit. They probably think I'm anorexic the way my hands move. <laughs> Not anorexic. Uh, what's that word? Tourette's. <laughs> shit. He's like, I don't write, you're skinny. Yeah, they're like, they're like that. Boy, skinny. I'm looking at him right now. Shit. 
That fool only just ate. <laughs> so, once you were in that shop, what was uh, what was after that? What made you say, you know what? Hey, I think I've, I think it's time to go try something different. So I was at the shop, man. They made me wear a uniform all the time, and they were listening to like it was a Me- it was a it was a it was a Mexican shop, man. It was a lady, her sister, another really good really good talented barber, Alex. He was just he just fucked off a lot, man. I feel bad for his clients. I actually got a couple of his clients now because once again I got that worked. You know, the people people could rely on me, man. Anyways, um, someone mentioned Straight Razor Barbershop. They're like, yeah, man, there's a barbershop down the street. You can drink alcohol there. And I was like, fuck, that's right up my alley. <laughs> Let's go. So anyways, I started bumping heads. Those we had, you know, every barbershop usually has one bad apple. We had one bad apple there. And I don't like to work with bad apples because that just ruins my, 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 my momentum for the day. Just like I like going to work. So I would pull up to the shop sometimes and just sit in the car and be like, fuck, man, here we go. And then I'd see him walking in. He was bad apple, so I started looking for another spot, and I went over there. I, I I contacted Danny. What's up, Danny? He won't hear this. He's he's I don't know what he's doing with his life right now. It's, he's he's doing good though, but whatever he's doing, I know he's doing good at it. I talked to Danny, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about leaving where I'm at. You know, you got a chair?" And he's like, "Come over, I'll talk to you." And this is how I met Nippers. So one day I told my bo- I told the lady I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get lunch real quick. I'll be back." She goes, "All right." I met up with Danny and I pulled up into the shop and the, right when I walked in, man, they had like reggae on. I like white boy reggae though, like uh, slightly stupid and all that shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, that's bad, dude. I, I never heard that shit." And I'm like, "Damn, that's bad." And I walked in, and James, <laughs> I walked in and he showed me the shop and, he, and I walked in and James, there was a Vans. You never made it. You never went there, huh? Mm-mm. There was a Vans box with a cushion on it. You used to have them at the stores, like at PacSun and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing right there, bigger, but it was like, you know, but it's about like five feet. It was, but it had a cushion on it. You could lift it up. You could put stuff inside. Fucking James was uh, laying on it. And I looked at the shop and I was outside and we were talking with Dan. I was talking with Danny and he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I got a barber leaving. Um, you want to take his spot? And I was like, yeah, he's like, just got to give me like a month and a half. I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, hey, dog, that's kind of cool how you let like the neighborhood winos sleep on the couch. <laughs> he goes, huh? I go, the OG in there, the OG. That's kind of cool how you let the little neighborhood winos, you know, crash out on the couch and shit. He goes, nah, fool, that's nippers. And I was like, nippers? I didn't even follow him yet. He goes, nippers, clippers, dog, check him out on Instagram. He's our newest barber. And I was like, oh, all right. So I went on the gram and I found him and I was like, I was like, damn, this fool's fucking, this fool's a fucking gangster. Like this, this fucking, this is a one bad bottle right here. So anyways, I ended up going in the shop and I started actually, I started talking to James. I was like, hey, what's up? Hey, James, how you doing? My name is uh, George Straight Fade. I'm going to be working there starting Tuesday. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I see you're from California. Me too. He's like, he was real short with the conversations. Like, like, Yeah. Like, where you from in Cali? He's like, Ventura. All right. You know, like, real short. I walked in the shop, man. That motherfucker did not like me for a while. We bumped heads crazy. James, rest in peace, James. He would fucking talk so much. He used, I didn't know how to do pompadours, dude. When I went to Straight Razor Barbershop from the shop that I went to, it was like going to barber school all over again. 
I had to relearn everything. Side parts. We didn't call them comb-overs. Now I call them comb-overs because everybody calls them, but they're called side parts, contour cuts, pompadours, uh, side part pomps, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, I had to learn all that stuff, and I, it, I struggled, and James used to just watch me struggle. Instead of giving me advice, or instead of being like, hey, Holmes, come over here, let me, like, later on he did, so, hey, Holmes, come over here, watch this shit, and he started showing me. I'm still not nowhere near as good as that motherfucker, man, but one day I will. And he would just show me and show me. I mean, he would just watch me get my ass kicked by haircuts, man. And, and he would tell Danny, George fucked up two haircuts today. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, dog, you don't help me. He goes, you don't ask for help. I'm right next to you. You could just watch me cut. Instead, when I'm cutting and you're not cutting, you're just walking around or you go to the store, you'll leave. Why don't you just turn the chair and fucking observe? And I was like, damn, you're right. And I used to wear a little headlight because it was fucking dark in there, dude. And I used to wear a little headlight. Anyways, me and this motherfucker used to talk shit a lot of time, like all day long, man. Like to the point where, like, I wanted to sock him a couple times. <laughs> he, that mother, dude, that's one of the. I could talk shit. I could joke around. I, I find my, I think I'm kind of funny. He is probably the one of the funniest, fastest response people I've ever met in my life, and I've and I know a lot of people. He can respond back within like a second. If you insult him or you clown him, within a second, snap of a finger, he's back at you and you're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I would play it out of my head like, oh, I'm going to tell this fool this right now. Watch, fuck this fucking asshole. <laughs> and I'd tell him something, he'd tell me and I'd be like, oh, you got me, man. But he's, uh... so anyways, I, we worked there and, I, and then if it wasn't for, um, uh, if shout out to Straight Razor Barbershop, man. If it wasn't for Straight Razor Barbershop, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know anybody. Because Straight Razor Barbershop opened the door for me to meet everybody that I know now. For me to, you know, to walk around and, and I could go I could go places and be like, oh, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? And it's just, it opened up a big world for me, man. And, and being, when me and James started getting along like, like six weeks later, we realized that, we realized how tight we were, how much alike we are. And like, I mean, we're like, we're born in the same month, and he believes in that shit. He believed in that, like, you know, like the, the stars and the moons collide, mm -hmm. <laughs> how they align and shit and all that crazy shit. Like, in your signs, you know what I mean? He'd be like, what's your girlfriend? What I'd be like, Gemini. He'd be like, oh, no, you guys ain't going to last. And he was right. But he's like, oh, we're Sagittarius. So, like, it would be like Sagittarius. You know, he's always like, so we clicked amazingly. Everywhere, we, everywhere we'd go, they'd be like, I'd be like, hey, George, what's up? I'd be like, oh, what's up, George? Where's James at? Oh, he's over there. Or, hey, James, what's up? Where's George at? Oh, he's over there, dog. He's, he's over there. Like, we were pointing at each other right now. <laughs> oh, like, once or twice, I'd be like, oh, he's right there. The fuck, that fool would be like, oh, he's right there. So, yeah, man. So, we just, that's how we clicked, man. And then from, I learned how to cut hair with them. And he put me on game with a lot of stuff. Music. Um, like, when, when James speaks, man, like, you just want to. He has all your, you have all, he has all your attention. Like when he would speak, he had, you always got, he has all your attention, 100%. And I worked with that, that dude for like six years straight, side by side, man. And um, it, was, it, was, it was never a dull moment. Well, anyways, I ended up having a bad apple there too at Straight Razor. And um, not James. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to venture off on my... Oh, this is funny. Real quick. James, James talked at my wedding. And his first words were like, 
when I first met this puto, I didn't like him. In front of my family, my wife's family, you know, just like my mom, she's religious, you know, and my mom's like, my mom like, my mom like James. My mom's like, oh, James. She went to his 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 services and everything. She she has a picture of his uh his little envelope, the little card for <laughs> where his you know his date, like you know all the stuff about him. She has it in her house. It's pretty cool. But yeah, dude, I decided to break off, man, and try to go. I told James before I told anybody else. I sat down with him and I was like, hey, James, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my two weeks notice in or a month notice. He's all, I figured you were. And I was like, oh yeah. He goes, where are you going? I was like, I don't want to tell you. I go, I can't tell you right now. He goes, you're going to Avondale, huh? That one shop, A Town Barber, A Town Barber Shop. I was like, yeah. How do I, how do you know? He goes, because you don't like to drive, Holmes. I was living here now. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't like to drive. That's just close to your pad. I already know. You fucking hate being, you hate driving around. Because I, oh, at, at that, when I was working at Straight Razor, I was living in El Mirage. It was only like a three-mile drive. Then I moved, I got married and moved over here. And that should turn into a 25-minute drive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, you drive far for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. But you're like, you know, living in California, man, an hour drive to work is nothing. Mm-hmm. Two-hour drive to work? Nah, whatever. It's nothing, dude. So anyways, um, he's all, he looked at me, he goes, all right, we'll check it out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out, I'm gonna open up my own shop, I want you to, I want you to work with me. And I was like, well, when that shit happens, we'll talk about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So anyways, I went to this other shop over here in Avondale, and that's when I started, tried doing booth rent and appointments only. It worked, but I wasn't as busy. And then when James, um, James pulled the trigger on his shop. And him and the dude that, that I was working for really didn't get along because that fool was selling his shop and James went over there and lowballed him. Told me, hey, man, your shop's not worth what you're asking for. I'll give you this much. I'm glad James didn't buy that shop because that shop was too dark and it wasn't, it wasn't James's style. He would have had to redo the whole thing. It wasn't even worth it for him to redo it. So he, um, so ended up, uh, James was like, yeah, dog, we're going to open up in, in three weeks. Put your time, put your time in. Like, you know, your, your, your notice. I go, all right, cool. Well, it was like a Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl weekend a couple of years ago. And I was, I was, I put my two weeks notice in and the dude's like, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. And you know, I, I did booth rent and I had my own clientele, so I wasn't taking walk-ins or nothing like that. And then he's like, all right, dude. Uh, he goes, hey man, can I talk to you on Monday? He hit me up Sunday, can I talk to you on Monday? And I was like, yeah. At that time, I was talking to my, my another barber that I knew from barber school. His name was Kevin Cutts. What's up, Kevin? And uh, he's like, hey, man, if you ever want, you ever need a chair, come over here. I'm at Fresh Cuts. Hey, what's up, fat boy? <laughs> that motherfucker's cool, man, fat boy. So I went, so I go, hey, I, I talked to Kevin, Kevin Cutts, and I was like, hey, dog, I think fucking this fool's going to pull some shady shit, and he's going to just throw me out the shop. And I'm not going to have work for like two weeks. You think I could go over there and work for two weeks? He's all like, what, your own clientele? And I go, yeah, man. I go, I'll do percentage or booth rent, whatever you guys got available. And he said, yeah, dude. Let me, talk to, let me talk to the crew. Well, I ended up going to meeting up with this cat. And I was inside the shop. And I had took a box with me just in case, like a box, like a cardboard box. And I had it in my car. And um, he walked in. He goes, you want to you do this here or you want to do this outside? And I was like. We could go outside. We went outside, and he goes, "Hey, man, I'm gonna need you. To, I'm gonna need your key. I'm gonna need you to pick everything up." 
I'm gonna need you to get all your stuff. And I was like, damn, all right. But I asked him the night before, I go, hey, should I take a box to take, pick up all my stuff? He didn't even tell me, yeah, he was just like, can you just be there tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, so I'm glad I fucking had that feeling, you know? So I go and, I, and, he, he, and, I, and he tells me that shit and he goes, you knew this was coming, right? And I was like, no, nah, honestly, no, you know what? You're a family man. You know I'm a family man. I actually thought you were going to give me the fucking two weeks. Dude. I go, but it's all good, dog. I'll get my shit and I'll leave. So I was pissed. I was pissed. You know, I, I got my dude. I got pissed, dude. I, I called my mom, my wife. And I was pissed, man. I was like, fuck, babe. I don't know what I'm going to do for fucking two weeks, babe. Like, like, I need to make money, you know? Because I do whatever I can for these guys. She'll argue it. <laughs> so anyways uh, I went outside and I posted on Instagram hey I no longer work here um, I'll let you guys know what my next move is then I was like fuck a clown <laughs> I was like fuck this fool He's a, you know what I'm saying if I see him these days I'm like whatever man but I, I thought I lost a lot of respect for a cat like that especially being a family man you know what I'm saying you don't just kick people, throw people out like that and then um, as soon as I pressed post like a minute and a half later, dude, I was still sitting in my car texting my wife. And a minute and a half later, I go on Instagram. And the dude from Fresh Cuts, Fat Boy, he goes, roll up over here. I got you. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. So I messaged him. I didn't even meet him, dude. I didn't even know who he was. I talked to Kevin. Kevin's like, yeah, dog, it's all good, dude. He's all just booth rent, dude. I'm going to get booth rent for two weeks. Just cut your clientele. If there's overflow, you could get a walk-in. I was like, cool, man. That was a long drive, dog. At, the same, at that time, we were remodeling the house. So... Me, my wife, my two boys, two dogs, and two bearded dragons, those lizards, yeah. moved to my mother-in-law's house in Buckeye off Jackrabbit and uh, by that, like, Chevron. We all moved over there, man, and, <laughs> and uh, in, a two, in two bedrooms, two two-bedrooms and one bath. It was kind of like we had to live in, like, a little apartment, bro. Mm -hmm. Two dogs, like I said, man, the fucking family, dude. This is, we, I got a family, man, fucking critters and kids and a wife that was a long drive due to 51st Ave in like uh glendale it was a cool sh like i walked in his name was fat boy rogelio fat boy funny ass dude i don't know if you follow him on instagram or facebook man but that fool was funny he's not even a barber he just invested in a shop and he just but he goes to work every day he's at the shop every single day from open to close man so he, he sweeps he I learned a lot of shit from that cat too. Cause just because you're the boss don't mean you can't get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. That fool will get, he'll buy everybody lunch. He does a lot of cool shit for his barbers. He knows how to take care of his barbers, man. Every now and then on Instagram, he'll be like, hey, Fresh Cuts crew, look at your paycheck. I gave you two free days for appreciation. I'm like, damn, fuck, that's fucking, that's badass, dog. Yeah, it makes a barber want to work harder and stay there, you know, keep grinding. Well, that two weeks was up. Me and that fool clicked right away, man. When that two weeks was up, um, James was like, I told James, like, hey, I'm going to help you out the last week of the, your last week of a remodel. He's like, yeah, all right, dog. And I went, man. I spent one week before the shop opened up. And fuck, dude, we, that motherfucker was fucking, James, you think that he was getting ready for the Pope to walk in, man? Hey, dog, do this, clean this. Like, I was on my hands and knees freaking cleaning the baseboards like up and down the whole shop and all that shit i was like damn dog i don't want little caesar's pizza today i want borrows <laughs> you know what i mean like buy some fucking good food food shit he made me clean the freaking 
the the fire alarm sprinklers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The the fire sprinklers. Yeah, he made me clean those up, man. I was like, hey, nobody's gonna notice that shit. And sure, of course, Ray working class. He has a fucking eye for weird shit, man. Ray walked in. I was he was sitting on the chair. He goes, "Damn fool, I like how shiny the fire sprinklers <laughs> are, dog." And I was like, "Fuck, Ray, you would fucking spot that shit out." And I, I go, "Hey, there, I was wrong. Ray spotted it." <laughs> yeah, 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 me. I helped James. I helped James with the shop, and it was crazy. Um, opening day. It was like the it was like a grand opening of the year, dude. That day at that shop. February 23rd, uh, 2017, I think. Yeah, 2017. And uh, it was like a fucking grand opening to like an amusement park or a fair or something, dude, because we had people lined up outside all. Big old line, dog. And me, James, he hired Chivo. And uh, we're all ready. It was crazy. He said a prayer. Like we like didn't hold hands, but we we're all close with our heads down. He said a prayer. And I was like, you know, it, t- it was kind of touching. Like, damn, man, this is about to be a big thing, dude. There's people outside watching us pray. I don't, f- I forgot who his first client was, but he was. I think it might have been Daniel Durrell's dad. He's recently passed away too. Rest in peace. And um, I think it was his dad. And and James was like, hey, nobody fucking turn your clippers on till I cut first. We're like, all right. So we all had someone in the chair, dude, and it was kind of like a race, like, on your mark, like a barber battle, like when I do barber battles. And he's like, he's like, all right. And we all said amen. He goes, all right, everybody turn. And then he goes, you hear. And then after that, the music hit. And it was just, it was just a party after that for a long time, man. <laughs> Not a party, but like just, just never, it was just amazing, amazing that. That's a that's cool, man. That shop was fucking amazing, dude. It's crazy because you walk in there, man, and you're like, you feel it's a it's a whole other feeling, man. You're like, fuck, dude. It's a modern. It's his it's his big old it was his big old man cave. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. got a garage with the cars. It's his man. It's a, it's a fucking man cave to James, dude. I do that late at night, dude. He'll turn off all the big lights, turn on the light little lights, and it turns into like a speakeasy. Where he's smoking cigars in there, fucking DJ booth, watching fights, smoking cigars, drinking whiskey. I didn't. I was going to be out in the back smoking a joint. <laughs> He'll be like, smoke that in here, Holmes. I'm like, nah, well, we got to work tomorrow. We don't want the shop to smell like weed. So anyways, James made me his right-hand man, man. And fucking, um, I, 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 I worked there and I was there like it was my shop. Like if I went halfers with him. But I didn't. The only thing I ever put, I put like the mini fridge in there. <laughs> but uh, I felt like, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I felt like it was like like we're partners in it, mm-hmm. but it was not my shop. And anything he ever had, he ran it by me. And I'd be like, I don't know, man. Or like barbers would come in, he'd be like, I would interview him. And then I'd let them talk to James afterwards. Hey, James, check it out. This cat wants to. Oh, uh, by the way, the Fresh Cuts where I met Cash, I was listening to Cash's uh, his interview the other day. I was like, well, I know we could cuss. <laughs> now I know, at least we know we could say the F word <laughs> after I heard Cash's interview. It was funny too. And and when he goes, oh, you know, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go work with Nippers. He's like, you know Nippers? I was like, yeah, I know that fucking asshole. <laughs> and when I heard his thing, he goes, yeah, I know that guy. And I was like, nah, man. I know that. Nah, I was like, I said, I know that fucking asshole. Because <laughs> that's how me and James got along. And um, 
James put me on game with a lot too, man. That, that, that motherfucker was, dude. I'd, I'd be beat after doing like sixteen cuts. I look, I look at the list, and I'll be like, "Damn, James, you did fucking twenty six cuts today." He'll be like, "That's it." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, fool, you fucking, you're an animal, man. You're a savage, dude." And yeah, it was, it was cool, man, working with James. He's, you, 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 when you sit on his chair, man, it's like honor. Like you, you, you're honored to sit on his chair and have a conversation with that man. Oh, I was, was I was his barber for all the first time. And he's like, "Hey, Holmes, come on." That's how we started talking. That's how we started getting along. He made me cut his. He made me cut his hair, and I was scared, man, because I watched. I heard about what it's like to cut people from prison. <laughs> <laughs> people would be like, "Yeah, dog, in prison, if you fuck someone's hair off, you're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna scrap in the in the in the restroom. You're gonna fucking get a calentón or whatever it's called. You're gonna fucking fight." And I was scared, dude. And I was like, fuck, dog, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking fuck this fool's hair up. He's going to shank me or he's going to ice pick me or something. Or he's going to fucking get a torpedo on me or something. <laughs> and as I was cutting his hair, bro, I was like, hey, James, how much time you done? He goes, six months. I go, all right. We're prison. He's like, no, I went to prison. I go, I went, That's county time, dog. He's like, I'm lucky enough. Not, I just, I'm glad I never, he's, I never hit the yard. And I was like. I was like, fuck, dog, I thought you ran it. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, dog, that's crazy, dog. That's, that's, that's cool, man. And then we, we started chopping it up. And, and he's like, well, you're going to cut my hair till you figure out how you cut my hair. You're, gonna cut, you're my barber now. No ifs, ands, or buts, dog. You're going to cut my hair. You're my barber. You're going to learn how to cut my hair. And I was like, fucking, I was like scared, man. I was like, all right, man. Anyway, it took me a little while to learn how to cut his hair, but I cut it. But that motherfucker, just when I get good cutting in his hair, he'll change it. Like, no, 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 we're not doing that today. I want it longer now. I want a little baby tape. I want this. I want that. I want to. And I'm like, damn, fool, I just learned how to master that haircut. And he'd be like, I got to keep you on your toes, dog. You can't get too comfortable. You can always, someone's going to always change it up on you. You know, he's like, he's always like, damn, fool. All right, dog. That sounds cool, man. Whatever. So anyways, we ended up working at Nippers Clippers and uh, never fucking dull moment with that guy. Um, that shit fucking that shit hurt my feelings man when he passed away I bet bro I mean the the very first time I went into that shop and I told the story to Cash like I'm picky about people that come yeah. out here like when I grew when I was little my dad used to take me to uh, to the barber shop like every Saturday or it wasn't every Saturday but it was on a Saturday we'd go and uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh my mom used to get mad because the, the barber would uh, be out all night at the bar next door with my dad. <laughs> the barber? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Willie. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he actually passed away also. Oh, um, but <laughs> my, I guess he cut, I don't remember, bro, but I guess he cut my ear one time. Like <laughs> my mom got pissed at my dad. Like, why are you taking him over there? He's drunk and you let him cut your <laughs> But that's like the memory I have. Like, yeah. he had the old school chairs. He had an old school fucking badass register, dude. Like yeah. the fucking it, yeah, it the, was, the big old buns. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking awesome. And uh, it was just after he stopped cutting hair, it was just like I used to go to a salon. It was funny. Yeah. I told Cash, he's like shook his head. But that that I mean that's what I was used to. And then it was until like I I was out of the house. Like, nah, man, I need to go back to the barbershop. Yeah. And then we moved. And it's just like, well, shit, dude, I don't want to. And I looked up like all the barbershops around us. And I was like, well, shit. Like, and Nippers Clippers follows me on Instagram. 
So I'm like, let me go try this shot though. And I walked in, bro, and it was a fucking oldies playing. All the TVs were on. Fucking the fucking place was packed. I was like, all right, well, I didn't, I didn't know his real name, dude. So I was like, so I saw that people put nippers. So I was like, all right, I'll write nippers. And then he cut my hair. He's like, what's up, dog? How you doing? What's up, Callie? I'm like, oh shit, bro. Like, what the fuck? How do you fucking know? He's like, Callie original, right? I'm like, yeah, bro. He's like, yeah, I'm James. I was like, it's nice to meet you, bro. He's like, and then we were talking, started talking. He's like, where are you from? I was like, well, you know, I, we moved here from Blythe. He's like, Blythe? I got a DUI in Blythe. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. I got a DUI there. Yeah, <laughs> he's so, he always, he still always say, we went to California one time. And he fucking, he drives fast, man. James, dude, he, fi- he drives fast. dude, like Spy Hunter, that game. <laughs> like around the art, like, like this. You remember that game, yeah. Spy Hunter? Like around the, like semi truck. <laughs> Once we hit Blythe. He drove real slow. And I was like, why are you driving? I go, damn, fool, you fucking, what, you don't like to drive in California? Or what, I thought you were a high-speed chaser. He goes, no, nah, I got a warrant in Riverside County. This is Riverside <laughs> County. I got a BUI right here. And I was like, That's, I, I thought it was funny. I was like, you want me to drive? He goes, nah, fool, you don't have a license. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right, whatever. That's a big stretch, bro. Riverside County is huge, yeah. bro. I actually remember the first day you walked in, dude, because I was the first chair. Yeah. I, you walked in, and you wrote Enrique, and I, 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 I followed you, too, and I didn't know. I actually got kind of starstruck. I get starstruck. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, that's D- I met DMX. At a bar. Oh, that's DMX. Oh, my God. I get starstruck when I meet people I follow on Instagram, dude. Like you. And I, and I was like, oh, fuck. That's Kelly Original. Because he walked up. To, I remember him walking up. with like, what's up, Kelly? You didn't even sit on the chair yet. Yeah, I was sitting right yeah, there. Yeah, you were sitting at the, the window. He's yeah. like, what's up, Kelly Original? And I was like, oh, fuck. That's Kelly Original. Like, if I had a tie, I would have adjusted it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. It's time to get proper guys. This guy's a photographer. And then, um, and then, um, yeah, and then when you left, I was like, hey, fool, that's Kelly Original? He goes, yeah, I go, the photographer? He goes, yeah, I go, fuck, dude. I go, I'm not a big fan of, like, uh, I don't really follow photographers, I go, but I follow him, and he fucking takes badass shots, man. Like, usually people want to take pictures of the whole car. Mm-hmm. I never seen angles like you from the back half, from the, you, like, the, you, like you, the pictures you take, they'll be like engraving of a sixty, like on a sixty-three Impala, the back where the lights are at the back, brake lights. You get all the engraving, the shine, and the back will be blurry. And I'm like, that's a fucking badass shot, man. Like how I was listening to you in Cash Talk. Like Cash takes really good pictures too, and I like his shit because it's his own style. Yeah. Because everybody kind of leans out. I remember one time I went to a low show and I took a picture from an angle, and you're and you met, you commented you're like nice angle, bro, and I go yeah, I learned from the best. Remember? <laughs> yeah. It was like thinking it happened right when James passed away. I think we went to the low show and I took a picture of your car, a car from like the front light and the angle like that, and you're like, oh, it's a bad shot, and I was like, yeah, I learned from you, dog. But I was starstruck, man, and fucking, I was like, damn, fucking Kelly Originals here from fucking Blythe. <laughs> like from the McDonald's and the and the Del Taco right there. <laughs> Everybody knows Blythe is that. Hey, it's a place to go stop to go to the bathroom and grab some food. That's the spot to have a gas station dog or something. You know what I mean? There's money right there on that corner, man. Fuck, dude, it's a dirty ass fuck. I went to that Del Taco one time. That shit's dirty right there. <laughs> fuck. Damn, I, I was waiting for somebody from Breaking Bad to drive by. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. That's a yeah, dude. But yeah, man. It's funny right now when you were telling me the story about City Wind James and walking into the shop, all kinds of shit runs through my mind. I already <laughs> forgot. Yeah, but it's it's cool, man. I love being a barber, man. I love being a barber, but like I'm 40 years old. I don't know how much longer I cut hair for. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of young cats are coming up. 
doing all the new shit. And you could lose a client to somebody young real mm-hmm. quick. So my clientele, I have a cool clientele, man. I love all my clientele, bro. I cut older cats, you know, kids in their 20s, little kids. Um, my One of my youngest clients is like one and a half, two years old. He's a fucking mullet. <laughs> Jace Lugo, what's up, little dude? He has a mullet, dude. Because that's how we could cut on him because he, he moves around a lot. So he has a mullet, dog. He dresses dope, though. He'll do like a flannel, little Levi's and bands with a mullet. <laughs> And he's a little travieso too, man. That little fucker will fucking sock you in the face if he if he if he thinks it's funny. <laughs> he ain't hit me, but so I've heard. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I have a lot of real cool, cool, cool ass clientele, and um, it's like they're like family now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like I I told Cashier like, why are you fucking thick? I heard your podcast. I, it's Sunday. Uh, Saturday, we're at a Matador Customs mm-hmm. at that show. Uh, shout out to Matador and um, Nathan Romo from Room Le- Romo Electric for inviting me over there. But Cash rolled up and I was like, hey, fool. I was cutting Ray Working Class's hair. I was like, hey, uh, what the fuck am I going to talk about now, dog? You said everything about a barber. Like, I don't have nothing to talk about now with Cali. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm, I'm gonna have to, it's going to be like a repeat of everything you said. Anyways, we just laughed, but... Um, shit, what was I talking about? I shouldn't have hit that pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I peed the fifth. <laughs> you're, talk- <laughs> you're talking about be- you love being a barber. Oh, yeah, dude, I love being a barber, man. I just don't know how much longer I could cut hair for, man. And all I was saying about the friends and family, like, I don't really have a lot of... When I moved out to Arizona, dude, in um, 2005, dude, I, I had friends, right? Now now I don't I don't see none of those guys. Like, all my friends are clients, and I... It's weird, dude, because I'm like... I, gotta, I wish I didn't have to charge them. That's mm-hmm. my problem, my wife tells me all the time. Not everybody's your friend. Acquaintances, maybe. Clients, yes. But not everybody's your friend. But I fucking... For my birthday party, dude, all my clients were here. Not all my clients, a few clients. Mm-hmm. But they all have seen each other at the shop. And like all my friends, people that I call friends, are clients now. Like I really don't have friends other than I cut. And like they invite me to their kids' birthday parties, weddings, you know, like a quinceanera, whatever, man. They invite me and I'm like, I tell my wife, you want to go? She's like, I don't know nobody there. I'm like, let's just go, shit. She's like, all right, we'll go and we'll go fucking dance and have a good time. And it's it's it's, it's crazy, dude, how you how you how you build a relationship with someone in 45 minutes cutting their hair. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I feel like why a lot of people fuck with me is because, for one, I, could, I, I, I make them laugh and I say stupid ass shit, dude. And that's, that's my goal, man, to say the most spontaneous, try to say the most spontaneous weird shit as we're having a conversation. Because my mind's always running. At night, if I don't, get medicated or something, dude, I'll be up till like midnight, dude, with my mind just running. And I don't even got to be on the phone. The phone's worse. I start Googling all kinds of shit on OfferUp. <laughs> I wish OfferUp had a like button. <laughs> Have you done that, dude? Where you're like on Facebook, dude, and you see something and you want to double tap it, and then you're like, you're going to like this, like you're like, oh the shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> someone, someone showed me a picture the other day, and I, like a real picture, and I tried to zoom in on it, dude. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but... 
And uh, I just, I, I just love, I just love cutting hair, man. But I, I don't know how much longer I can cut hair. So I'm actually starting to think of like other. You know how people say like, what do you, where do you see yourself in the five years? Like, I honestly, don't know. I'm trying to look, for, I'm trying to look for a path, but I'm, the money's pretty good right now, and it's kind of hard to like go to school when I got it, when I dedicate my time to my clients. Like, my mm -hmm. clients know, man. They'll be like, oh fuck, fool, you're busy all day, and I'm like, hey, come after work, dude. I'll get you up. How much extra? Nah, don't worry about it, dog. It's cool, man. You've been cool with me. You've been good to me. Like, if you, for instance, you're hitting me up like, oh fuck, dude, you don't have nothing in the morning. Show up at 15, dog. Let's get it in before. All right, cool. And I don't charge extra. Let's just get it done. You know, just that fucking haircut. And um, I think it's crazy how some barbers are, uh, how much they charge now, man. I hear about barbers that are charging 80 bucks for a haircut. Oof. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is $80, dude? I don't care if you're, I don't care who you are. I'll never charge you 80 bucks. Well, that lady, Maria, the one, the first lady I told you I ever worked for, if she said you pulled up in a Beamer or a Corvette, her prices went up. <laughs> She's like, no, I said, tiene dinero. He has money. <laughs> Inflation. Yeah, exactly. But she said you roll up in a bucket, she's going to charge you the shop price. But if she's mm -hmm. like, oh, this fool has a Corvette. Oh, look at this Mercedes Benz. If it's an old guy, I'm going to cut him. And she's going to wax his ass. But, yeah, man, I trip out on, man, like, like how much people are charging. But like I was saying, yeah, I don't know how much long I could cut hair, man, because I don't want to be one of those old dudes like the, and cut your ear. <laughs> or I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, my vision will start going bad, you know. So I got to, I don't know what the future holds, but I am keeping my ears open. I'm not good at going to school. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how these kids do homeschooling. Dude, yeah, can you imagine, I don't know either, bro. Can you imagine, dude, if this shit happened, how old are you? What, how old are you? <laughs> I'm pushing 40, bro. All right, I'm 42, dude. <laughs> so, you know, can you imagine if this shit happened? When you're pushing 40, does that mean you are 40 or are you getting no, close pushing, to 40? No, I'm pushing. I'm close. I'm a month away. Oh, boy! Happy birthday, man. You know, <laughs> I had you. to go on Facebook the other day and write, hey, man, if your birthday's from here to here, happy birthday, dude, because I don't have time to be fucking... I don't want to tell everybody happy birthday, goddammit. This I is my you, birthday bro. to everybody. Because <laughs> then you feel like a jerk, dude, because yeah. like two days later, like, hey, all thanks a lot for all my birthday wishes. Thank you. And it's like, God damn it, I fucking told you fucking happy birthday three <laughs> months ago, dude, in fucking March. I mean, uh, January 1st. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. Can you imagine, dude, if it, this shit would have happened to us, dog, when yeah, we were younger? We'd have had a packet, like yeah. this big, books all over the table. Yeah, <sighs> dude, it, it would have been real bad because there ain't no fucking. There was no Zoom. There back was then, no bro. Zoom back then, man. Shit, I just I feel bad for this generation. Though. These are getting robbed, man. Everybody's getting robbed. Like, can you imagine though, back in the day, bro, like trying to get online and waiting and somebody fucking answers the phone, hello, <laughs> and just kicks you off the internet, bro. Shit, like we didn't even have that. Shit. The kids will never know the struggle. Bro. Hell no, nah, dude. They'll, they'll never know what it's like to text somebody and have to look for the the the, the T three times. <laughs> what is it? Damn, I already forgot. I used to be fast. Like, ding, 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 ding. I had a homie, man. He had the shit on loud, like beep, 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 beep. Like I'm like, and then he would like close his phone. Or fucking an hour to download one song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was a bootlegger, man. I didn't sell them, but I used to make mixtapes all the time, like Kazam and all that bullshit. I used to fucking always be downloading shit. LimeWire? Like, yeah, LimeWire. My cousin be like, hey, what's a bad CD? Make me that shit. All right. What's the original fucking iTunes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just barely got onto iPhone recently. I, didn't, I was like anti-iPhone for a long time, and people were like, dude... When I first got my iPhone from Android, man, from Samsung, I got my iPhone. I thought you got to be a fucking rocket scientist to work this motherfucker, dude. It's cool now. I am team iPhone just because I got AirPods and iWatch or <laughs> Apple Watch, whatever. So now I'm like, well, it kind of, it's going to be a waste to go back to yeah. Samsung now. But yeah, dude, um, 
like I was saying, it's, I, I don't know what I want to do, man. I like working with my hands, though. As much as I don't want to be in the office, dude, being a barber is like being in the office. That's my cubicle. Like, you just stand in the same spot. Like, mm-hmm. you're working in the office. Like, you're punching numbers. You're just in the same spot walking around it on a fucking swiveling chair like how we're on right now. You're just, it's a freaking, it's my cubicle, man. And, 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 and it, it's cool because there's always, there's new people walking in the room, the house, you know, walking through the door. But, um. It's fucking tiring sometimes. <laughs> standing on your feet, dog. My fucking new Apple stupid watch tells me you've been standing for eleven hours today. <laughs> Thanks for the fucking reminder. My back already told me that shit. My back's been telling me that shit, dude. I'm old, dude. I'm forty years old, man. I'm, t- I'm finding myself taking Advil in the middle of the day, dude, to like you know what I'm saying to take away my back pain. Like <laughs> I come home and I get on a roller and I roll out and I stretch and I take breaks in between cuts. I'm like telling people, like I see youngsters just cutting hair all day long like jesse ginsu what's up ginsu he'd be like yes i'm like motherfucker don't little skinny ass don't your back don't hurt like nah or he'd be like oh my back hurts i'm like for what you're young fool shit you're like in your prime dude you should not be feeling anything right now i'm like but I'm like fuck hey shh. <laughs> sorry my kids are ditching school <laughs> Uh, a, the principal's the principal's busy <laughs> yeah it's funny though right when all this shit happened i seen a meme and this this lady posted it she's like first day of homeschool uh teacher got teacher got fired for drinking on the job and <laughs> kids kid, one kid suspended for fighting <laughs> it was something stupid like that but i thought it was funny man the internet's fucking fast these days yeah. huh with responses oh, and yeah. memes dude i trip out man i trip out but sometimes i feel like i need a break from the internet dude like, i've done that I logged off of Facebook because with the politics right now, man, it's too much, man. I get headaches, dude. I, I, I don't stress out, bro, but I try not to be political, but sometimes I just can't. I gotta, like, I just can't take it no more, and I'll say something stupid, and, and it's my bad, dude. I feel like I might, some of my clients might look at me sideways, but it's too, too much fucking social media, man. It's cool. It's fun, but it'll fuck with you, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it fucks with you. Like, it, it, could, it, it could be sick. To your, you know what I'm saying for your mental health like, like sometimes I want to log out of Instagram I want to log out of everything dude but I like seeing shit like you post cars bicycles freaking lowriders dogs I watch I look at a lot of graffiti uh, people working out people grilling smoking you know how you're into smoking too I smoking at, food yeah smoking food yeah 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 yeah. yeah. he has a profession yeah smoking smoking meat and I, I like doing that, man. But every now and then I see people posting shit negative or positive, and I starts kind of draining me a little bit, man. And and then I get caught up in it, dude. Where I'm posting fucking like, you know, politician shit, dude. But it, it's not like it's always like I try to post funny stuff, politics mm-hmm. stuff. But I get caught up in it, dude. And then I get arguments with friends, and I'm like, oh man, that's not how I'm. I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have that conversation with you. That's why they say don't talk about politics in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. I never realized that until this last. Um, voting time, whatever it's called. I never realized how bad, how you, why not to talk about politics until this last um, last November. I was like, oh yeah, this is why you can't talk about politics in the barbershop because it'll 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 trigger people off. And mm-hmm. sometimes if you want to talk politics, you gotta say it real low because the guy in the next chair might feel opposite, and then that it gets turns into a mood, man. So I couldn't understand. Religion, they say you're not supposed to talk about religion, but uh, we talk about religion all the time. 
little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, the first shop that I worked at, they were, they were, uh, they were Jehovah's. No disrespect to Jehovah's, but I'm like, hey, we're not, we're not open on Christmas, right? They're like, yeah, we are. <laughs> you could take the day off, but we are. And I'm like, damn. All right, get your money. You know, they're like, nah, that's how we grew up, man. It's a regular day to us. And I was like, wow. I never actually, actually never met a lot of Jehovah's till I started becoming a barber. That's it opened up the eye. My wife comes from a Jehovah family. She loves Christmas now. She's like, you know, she loves Christmas. And I'm like, I understand why you like Christmas. You miss Christmas for half of your life. So I understand. I don't give a fuss. Like, it's for the kids now. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday for the kids. Time to get with your family instead of eat some menudo or pozole. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. What else was I going to tell you, man? <laughs> I, had, I had replayed this whole interview dude, for a long time. It's a lot different when you actually got fucking. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I was telling you earlier, dude, you got a fucking radio voice, bro. You're onto something, <laughs> dog. If there's any radio stations out there, yeah, <laughs> hit me up, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. For real, if there's any radio stations that follow me straight faded, um, go ahead and hit up Cali Original. He has a radio voice. I was listening to one of your podcasts and I was like, damn, man, this fool, if this fool called me up talking about my fucking car warranty, I'd actually fucking, <laughs> I'd actually be like, all right, okay, now, okay, 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 now we're talking. What's up? What's wrong with my car? What's up? You want to sell me seven more years? The car is fucking busted, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but like a real radio voice, bro. You know what's like, crazy though, bro? Like when, when I'll talk to people, it just shit pisses me off because it happens a fucking lot, bro. Like when, uh, <laughs> I'll be calling like the warranty place, like for our home warranty, yeah. or I'll be calling like somebody back, like the doctor's office. They're like, "All right, ma'am, is there anything?" I was like, "Ma'am, ma'am what the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh hell no!" Will you be bringing your grandson in too? <laughs> I'm so excited to be like, "Whoa, yeah, my AC went out." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck, bro, ma'am? What the fuck?" All right, for I'm, real. I'm like, I'm just gonna try that then. That's I, all- that's what fucking pisses me off too, man. People will be calling you like the warranty or like, hey, we're calling you about your uh, school loan. I didn't go to school for <laughs> shit. Use my dad's GED to get through barber school. <laughs> <laughs> I get that shit too. Like fucking car warranty. What the fuck? Oh, dude, the the the, the one that I have the fun the most with is when people call me up and be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, we're calling about your house on la 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 la. And I'm like, oh yeah yeah, what about it? They're like, well, are you wanting to sell it? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not lying. Hey, you guys, chill out. I'm like, I'm not lying. I'm not really into selling, but if you show up to my house with a brand new Louis bag and $2 million, I know I might be selling myself out short. I might be underselling my house, but I'll take $2 million in a brand new Gucci or Louis bag. Louis bag. But I'm talking about like, I want crisp 20s and 1s because we all know where we're going to go with one of those <laughs> briefcases. They're like, what? $2 million? I'm like, yeah, well, you're asking me if I want to sell my house, right? So I'll fucking fuck with these motherfuckers. Like, I'll go with them. Like, oh, I'll be like, uh, where did you see my house for sale? Is it on the MLS list or whatever it's called? Like, no. Is my house on offer up? No. Craigslist? No. Uh, what's it on? Let go? No. <laughs> then why the fuck are you calling me trying to buy my house? I actually got clients that are realtors, and they do that shit. And I'm like, dude, you guys, you're you're the devil, bro. <laughs> you're a dick, dude. <laughs> you guys don't give a shit. You could be at a funeral and some fucking buddy calls you like, hey, you want to sell your house? I'm like, dude, my grandma just died, you bastard. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to sell hers. <laughs> Let me see what's up after this, uh, this, this, whatever she left me. Maybe she left me in the house. Man, I'll sell it. I think that that's cool with uh, being a barber, though, because you, you meet a lot of interesting people. Oh, yeah. Like, you get plugs for everything, dude. 
my mom would be like, mijo, do you know someone that does this? I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Like, mijo, you know someone that does it? Like, yeah. I got mechanics, freaking painters, concrete people, everybody, man. Some, some of those cats don't want to, I don't like to bother them because I don't like them to work, ask them to work on their days off because I don't like to work on my days off. But for instance, one of my kids kicked a hole in the wall and uh, I have a barber, I have a client and he came and fixed it for a haircut. That's dope. I do a lot of trade. Like, I don't like doing trade work. I'd rather pay you your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just give you your whatever it costs and then you, you know what I'm saying? Likewise with haircut. Then likewise with a, with, a, with a haircut, just give me my money and I'll cut your hair or whatever. I don't like to do trade work because I've done trade work, bro, where I've done like, where I owe somebody like 10 haircuts for something for like, the the home the my the this client um he waxed my car and he he does a really good job dude he waxed my car and he had my car all weekend and he charged me 300 bucks and it was like um 25 dollars broke it up into so 12 haircuts i gave him dude and i he fucking owned me dude <laughs> he owned me for they own you for 12 haircuts dude. you know they're like hey, i need a haircut and they're like all right, man. Because you want to get that number down. Mm-hmm. You want to get that shit over with. I should have just paid him 300 bucks and called it a day, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it all just works out in the, at the end. And you were saying that, like, when uh, you'd hit people up, like, hey, you know, I need a haircut in the morning. And you say, come in at 8 or whatever. It's funny because I was at work one day and I was like, damn, dude, I need a haircut. So I looked at your schedule and it was open. I was like, cool, dude. And then we got busy. And then I went back fucking, like, Four hours later, bro, and I had to fucking schedule a little hair appointment for like two days later because yeah. I just fucking, I was like, damn, dude. Just hit me up. I'm surprised it works for you when you're at work because sometimes if you're out of state and you book an appointment, it throws the times off. Like I, I had I had a guy book an appointment from um, Texas. He was on his way over here for, for a wedding. He's like, can you get me? And I was like, yeah, dude, just go on my app and just go on my gram, the gram and click the little link and all right so he booked it for like 11 he booked it for 11 15 my time and the texas time difference gave him oh, a whole shit. like two hours difference because i think it, it doesn't depend on your area code it depends on where you're doing it from at that time and then remember one time your uh your text message the reminder fucking threw me off bro. Oh. and i was texting you like hey bro i f- i'm sorry dude i'm missing you're like what are you talking about bro it's tomorrow i was like oh shit i looked at the text i was like oh it's a reminder my bad bro. <laughs> some people text that back They'll be like, hey, fool, what's up? You want any coffee or something? And, <laughs> and they'll show up, and I'll be like, with a coffee, and I'm like, oh, dick, man, you should have told me you're going to get coffee. I'll, I could use, I'll text that number. Like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get those texts. I had somebody cancel from there. They're like, hey, fool, I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to tip you anyways. And people, like, sell me money anyways. Like, this guy sell me money, and I was like, calling them, what's up? Where you at? Where you at? Why did you just send me money? Where you at? Where you at? And he was texting back the other one, like, I don't know why. I don't know why he was texting that. It's, like it's a 619 number, too. It's is like it? San Diego, yeah. Oh, man. I, I've seen that it comes out to be like a 623 number sometimes. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. Maybe it just mixes it up. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a cool little app, though. I like it because I don't have to download. You don't have to download an app to mm-hmm. book an appointment. You just go on the little link. A lot of people that I know, they got apps that you have to download an app. Mm-hmm. You have to log in. You have to make a password on that bullshit. It's like, come on, man. I got I cut some older people. They don't oh, need yeah, a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some cats are little, some cats that I got. They'll text me. I'm surprised they could text. And I'm like, yeah, sir, I'll put you down. Blah, 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 and I'll just, you know, takes a little time, but I'll just do that real quick. But yeah, man, crazy. Hey, let me let me let me say something real quick. Cause, hey, what up, Vato? Shout out to Vato. I was I was fucking at the at the that Matador Customs the other day, 
He's all damn fool. You come all the way out here, but you don't go to my parties. And I'm like, dog, your parties are like, like it's right before Christmas, fool. Like, uh, you know, we be doing stuff. And he has a badass story. You ever watch this? Do you ever watch that story he has about mm-hmm. those story? Yeah, that was a good one, huh? Yeah, dude. I, I watched, think you put me onto that. Did I? Yeah. I I, I watched that. It was, it, I watched it. The way they did it was legit, man. Like in the street. I watched that shit, dude. I'm not gonna lie, man. It fucking it put it brought brought a couple of tears to my eye, dude, because. Like, I understand his struggle, and I understand what he went through, and I understand, like, like how he lived his life, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we all grew up a certain way. We all grew up around, you know, certain things. Like, I grew up, I grew up pretty, I grew up good, man. I, I had a good life, man, but I also had a fucking demons in the dark past and shit, but I was like, don't worry, fool. I was like, hey, dog, don't. I go, I'll make it up to you. I go, I'll give you a shout out on fucking Callie's podcast. <laughs> he goes, you fucking better, fucker. I'm going to fucking listen. I go, so you know you got a listener there. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> hey, man, but I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts. It's interesting. I, 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 that's what I like about it, man, because you get in deep into the, with these cats. You know, like Pancho Una Vida. Mm-hmm. I love that podcast. I never really understood the whole his slow his 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 slogan you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but after i heard his podcast i was like that's fucking dope man like it's true man you only got one life to live because we all get caught up in our business and our shit that we're just thinking about making it to the next day and sometimes sometimes when i'm like gonna t- like i took four days off for new year and i was like fuck it you only got one life to live and i lounged out i had a good time right here at the house with my family that's what vacation is to me man oh, I yeah, places, bro. i love i love just being at home yeah my wife's like, oh, let's go to Washington. I'm like, I don't like fucking living out of a briefcase, man. I don't like living in a room. My wife got on, on to me yesterday because she's like, do you have a podcast to do today? I was oh, like, shit. sorry. I was like, no, 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 this was yesterday. Oh. I was like, no. I was like, she's like, well, what do you have to do? I was like, well, I have a podcast tomorrow. I was like, but I'm going to be gone all day. And she's all, and I wanted to go to the, I didn't know they were doing the hop yesterday at uh, South Plaza. Oh, I didn't know. But either. we got rocked, dude, at work. So I was like, I'm tired. I just want to yeah. stay home. She's like, all right, I just wanted to spend time with you because, you know, my only days off are the weekend. Yeah. And my, my schedule rotates. So there's times yeah. where I'm, I'm gone the weekend. So I was like, all right. So we just, we just hung out, dude. Yeah. Watch some, watch some uh, football. And she made like this fucking big ass platter, like of meat and cheese and cracker. Like it looked like something you buy at the store, bro. I was like, damn, all right. So we just fucking hung out, dude, and fucking I just relaxed. So, yeah, I I, I I I cooked a tomahawk steak yesterday. I saw that, dude. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw that. I did a couple different things, man, because I, I like I said, man, I'm getting into it. But I was a couple, a couple like last week, I think it was last week, not last weekend, just passed, but the weekend before when I told you I took the four days off. Mm-hmm. I went out for New Year's Eve and had dinner with my friend Joey and his wife and my wife, and and we were home by ten, and then we just, you know, stayed up till midnight told each other happy new year and you know kiss each other and brought the new year in with the bang <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that was my first time i think man shit in 40 years bro <laughs> oh that's cool <laughs> and um the next day i went to my friend andy's house and i i took ceviche and andy's always like my friend andy um he's he he, he could cook dude and I always see him cooking on Instagram, and he's always like, yeah, well, I'm going to cook. Man, I went to his pad, dude. He fucking cooked some fucking delicious food, man. And 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 he made like a tri-tip. He smoked a tri-tip. And then he had these 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 steaks. He goes, fillets. I go, I thought fish fillets. I was like, I don't want fish, dude. I'm already making ceviche. 
He's like, no, watch. But he, he got these, they look like hearts, bro. They're, they're thick ass pieces of meat, like square blocks. And I was like, like, damn, dude, I'm not going to eat all that, bro. I'm going to be constipated <laughs> if I eat all that carne. <laughs> and he's like, no, watch this. So we went outside and he threw it. He has a griddle. He threw it on the griddle and he, with butter. I've been watching that. I've been wanting to learn that. And you cook the steak with butter. Mm-hmm. And he did that. And then he took it off and he, and he sliced it. And then he cooked it with like some sweet onions. Man, that shit was amazing. I got fucked up that night, man. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't even call the Uber because we were so fucked up. So we ended up staying in his room and shit. Those are good nights. Yeah. But like, like I was saying about the tomahawk, man. So like, yeah, man, I, I grilled it for a little bit. I seared it to give it the lines. I don't know why. But I gave it the lines, you know. And I threw in the smoker till it hit about 110. And then I, I got I got my thickest pan and I put a bunch of butter and then I cooked it with butter and I was, you know, tossing the butter on the on the garden, but I sliced it up and made baked potatoes and shrimp for my family and I just, I got into a food coma right there, man. I didn't want to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it was, it was bomb. But yeah, man, I enjoy being home, man. Like not even if we're not even doing nothing. I could just be kicking on the couch or in my little loft right there. I got a little TV and I Try to play video games. I'm not a good gamer. My kids fuck me up. I'll be in the corner going, <laughs> shooting the, shooting like at the stars like this. They're like, what do you? My kids think it's so funny. They're like, you should have a YouTube channel where you just. I go nah, cause then I'm gonna get good at it. And I'm gonna get good at the game. You know what I mean? Eventually, but nah. But I'm like, <laughs> in the corner with guns. And then I'll see someone kill me, and then I'll watch it, and then you, I'm like literally in the corner, like spinning around in circles and shit, or jumping into dumb stuff. But like I just enjoy relaxing at that pad, man. Just in basketball shorts and chanclas and a white beater, man. Just relaxing because you go out of town, man. Always on the go. Go on vacations. Oh, let's go visit this family. Let's go. Like, oh, man, I just want to kick back. I came on vacation to kick back, not to be on the streets all the time. I love being home, man. When I take a vacation, I'll be like, "Where would you guys go?" I went from the sofa to the to the <laughs> to the restroom to get a beer <laughs> to the restroom. To the <laughs> I went to the, to the fridge yeah. and then I went to the bathroom and then I went came back. Yeah, that's I would, vacation. I wish I had a dog, man, that knew how to get a beer. You know what I mean? You know, like something cool like that, or a little fucking robot. <laughs> I wish I had something. There you go, cool bro. Like you found something you want to do afterwards? You make what, a be robot. A dog? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> design design a beer robot, bro. There you know you what's crazy, dude? My dad was a fucking. My dad was um. I lost my dad to cancer in 2016. Fuck cancer. Um, but my dad was a... My, everybody in my family is some kind of artist. My sister does nails. She's fucking bad, dude. She's phenomenal at doing nails. I'm like, how the hell do you see that on a little-ass pinky nail? She'll draw a beach with a palm tree and a fucking volleyball court. On the pinky nail, like a long little pinky nail. I'm like, dude, how do you see that? man? She'll put weed leaves on your fucking nails if Shit. you want. She put gold flakes, all kinds of shit. And I'm like, how do you see that? My mom, she's like an interior designer. She loves old-fashioned stuff. She works at a thrift shop, and she, 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 she decorates her house amazing. My stepfather, even though we're not blood, blood doesn't make you related, by the way. Um, is that right, how you say it? Mm-hmm. Blood, you don't have to be blood to be related? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stepfather, he's, a fuck, he's been a big inspiration in my life, man. He's a positive-ass motherfucker. He's a white boy, too. People were like, dude, George, you're fucking whitewashed. I'm like, nah, man. Uh, I grew up listening to classic rock. Dude, my dad came from Mexico listening to classic rock. My my mom married my stepdad. I'd be in the garage working with him on wood, wood shop, uh, listening to classic rock, you know? So I'm like, he's a fucking artist with wood. 
he could build he could he built my mom a three-story house in montana once damn yeah but uh my my sister my other sister could draw real good and i'm the barber i only see black and white man like when i did graffiti all my shit was black or white i don't see color like that i'm not colorblind but i don't see color like that mm-hmm. and uh, i come from a family of like like artists and shit my dad was an entrepreneur he used to always trying to invent stuff and and he 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 would like have graph books not like graph books like graffiti books like you might find in my closet or like you know but like a graph with graph paper mm-hmm. and he would design shit like dude like i'm talking about like in 98 he was showing me the shit where my dad designed and he would do it like three like three d's so like the top the side at an angle you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like full-on freaking angles of stuff and he would design he's all look me all hey you guys go to your room dude sorry it's all good fucking little kids <laughs> And he would design shit, dude. He's like, look, me, well, this is one of the, my inventions right here. And I was like, what is it? He's like, it's a speaker that I have to figure out how I'm going to put a battery pack on it, but you're going to be able to recharge it. And you could put it anywhere. You could take it anywhere. It's a speaker. This is like in 97, 98. No, actually, no, it was 96 because I had just got out of juvenile hall. My dad, I didn't see my dad for like four years. The fucker picked me up from juvenile hall. And I didn't even know who the hell he was. <laughs> and, um, He's like, this speaker, you're going to be able to take it places with you. I just don't know how to get a battery pack to work. But he's like, and you'll be able to listen to the radio. There was no cell phones back then, so he wasn't thinking about Bluetooth, but he was thinking about a wireless speaker to take with you places in like 96, where it was in a boombox. Like, where you, you know what I'm saying? It was, like, you could, it was kind of like a boombox, but it was a bad-looking motherfucking thing. It was little, dude, like the coffee cup, a little bit taller. He goes, it's only going to be about eight inches tall. And... uh you know, you could take it places with you, like, and, and it, it was like a little square, but the way he designed it was tight. I was like, damn, dad, that's fucking crazy. Like, you're, you're, you're spaced out, dad. Like, I used to talk to my dad like he was my homie because we, the way I grew up, we became more of a friends than a father. We didn't really have a father and son relationship. We had more of a friendship. And um, I used to party with his ass. That's one thing that I hope I don't ever want to party with my kids because <laughs> you lose respect for, you guys lose respect for each other. You see your dad doing drugs or or you guys are doing drugs together or whatever. So I kind of lost respect for, I lost respect. I was more, he was like more of my homeboy. And um, that I called dad. <laughs> and um, yeah, dude, he fucking did, he used to design crazy shit, dude. I wish I had a lot of his blueprints, man. And I don't know where, he, he just passed like three years or four years ago, almost four years ago. I have four years, I don't know, man. I don't keep trying, I try not to think about it. I just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those guys that don't dwell on the past. I keep it pushing, bro. Like, if it's behind me, it's behind me for a reason. That's dope. Can't move forward, you keep looking back. Yeah, dude. And I and I, I I hate talking to people like that too, man. I know some people that are always bringing up like, oh, fool, back in, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, this guy fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, just keep it moving, man. Keep it pushing. Look forward. You know? I used to be like that. I used to be like that. Like, I would hold on to shit like, well, this person did this, this person did that. And then I'm like, all I'm doing is wasting on energy on somebody who probably doesn't even give a yeah. shit. Doesn't even like fuck. Yeah, he ain't exactly. thinking about me like that. So 100. percent So yeah. that's why I'm just like, man, let's just move forward and, and do new shit and connect with new people. That's that's why I did this, man. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to fucking profit or 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 try to use people to to get into better situations. Yeah. I just genuinely want to hear people's story and people yeah. that are out there fucking doing what they want to do yeah. and not fucking you know, 
being a fucking robot and, and just doing the same shit over and over and over again. I'd be on Instagram in the morning sometimes and I'll, and I'll hear your morning like motivations and I'm like, in the morning, still in bed, I'm like, fuck this motherfucker and this shit, man. How do you know that I'm going to have a good day? But then I get up, I'm like, man, Kelly's right, man. Shit, we got to make it the best. We woke up, we're breathing. You know, sometimes I'm just like, fuck, fucking How the fuck does he wake up with so much positivity, man? I'm just waiting in the bed, stretching my toes out, you know what I'm saying? Like, You're like, I'm like, how the fuck can I? It's like, I'm pretty waking up out of bed. And he's already got a hat and his coffee and glasses are clean. You know what I mean? He's not even foggy or nothing. Just, and he's already having a good conversation. Like, fuck you, Kelly. It's like, if I, like, I would love to, like, this next morning, I, I put a little post out and I said, good morning. I have a friend. I'm not going to say his name because he's a fucking asshole. Fuck you, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I can't post, dude, I, I, I have to think, sometimes I think to myself, I got to watch what I post because he's going to say He's in a comment, something stupid, and it gets annoying, dude. <laughs> he's a, but like, he trolls you. Yeah, dude. He knows how to get like to that, me, bro. bro. He knows how to get to me, man. But the way I get to him, and I'm like, I'm gonna cancel your appointment. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna cut your hair anymore. Oh, yeah, I used to live with him, dude. One time he paid me the rent in fives and ones, and I said, hey, dude. Um, I called him. I go, hey, you motherfucker. Uh, when you get home today, pack up all your shit, get the fuck out of my house. Um, don't ever pay me rent like that. And he's like. He started, he, he always texts B-A-H-A-H-A, ha ha ha. That's a stupid ass, ha 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 You know what I'm saying? Like the villain and shit? Yeah, yeah, ha ha I could see him too, sitting in his truck and shit with like a sandwich in his mouth, ha 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 Anyways, he, um, he paid me the rent like that one time, dude, and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. Get your shit and get out. And I'm not cutting your hair no more. The money's right there still. Dude, he showed up to the shop with 20s, like perfectly fine. He goes, will you cut my hair now? That's the only way I get to this motherfucker, though, dude, by not wanting to cut, by not cutting his hair. He's a weekly, he's a weekly cut. So, and I used to live with this bastard, man. So, motherfucker, that motherfucker used to get fucking pissed, man. It's you funny because I was doing a live yesterday. And uh, so my best friend was on and it, I'll go into it when I do my podcast about me, but he uh he lives literally fucking like eight minutes away like not maybe not even that far he lives right off of miller oh, okay. so i'm off of watson he lives yeah. off of miller and he's been here for three years i've never been to his house bro ever. <laughs> ever i've never been there and he's been to my house a couple times and it's not like i, I don't want to go to his house i just don't have time like i'm busy yeah. and i don't like to use that as an excuse it's fucked up because he's my best friend and he's all he jumped on the live bro and he's fucking trolling me like <laughs> he, he wanted to troll me dude and he's like i was gonna fucking troll you bro yeah and uh, he's like, I'm going to go to your house if you're not busy. And I saw it in the comments, bro. So I was like, all right. I, I think because if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. So I was sitting, on the TV, or sitting watching TV with my wife. And I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, what days are you off, bro? And fucking I had just sit sand dunes up. Bling, bling. I'm like, and my wife's like, who the fuck is he? I was like, it's Lee. She's like, Lee? I was like, yeah, he, it's got to be Lee. Yeah. So I got on the camera and I was like, can I help you? <laughs> he's all, he started laughing, bro. He's like, what the hell? And then he's all, I told you I was going to come over here, bro. <laughs> and he's just one of those dudes like, if anybody could get under my skin, bro, it's probably that dude right yeah. there. Because <laughs> he'll know. He'll know what to say. And he's quick with the fucking response, too. Like you said James was. Yeah. He's like that, bro. That's you can fucking, cool. You can throw some shit and he'll be like, <laughs> and just come back and like, oh, you fucker. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's how Mario is, man. If I didn't, like, I, like I, I made that post um about Cash and his podcast. I was like, much love and respect, Cash. Good interview. Because it legitimately was a good interview. And I know how, I know Cash. I know a lot of people you interview, and I'm like, damn, man, 
those are real motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Those are real. Like Lily, I loved her podcast. And then when you see when you see Lily in in person, she's another one, just so happy all the oh, time. Yeah, she's it's like, how are you fucking so happy all the time? I mean, I'm happy and I'm say positive and I'm humble, you know. But she's just constantly, good morning, hi, how you doing, la la la, you know. And it's like, how man? We did how? a we did our podcast at her house and it's fucking like she said she's like a clean freak, dude. Oh yeah. And then she has a glass table, so I was like. I don't know if I want to clip my mics <laughs> yeah. on this. So I'm like, I'm kind of afraid. I don't want to put no fingerprints. She's like, it's cool. I'm going to clean when you're done. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, I said that, you know, much love and respect to, you know, Cash. And then Mario texts me. Mario messaged me back. He must have gave you a shout out. It's like, motherfucker, you know what? Shut the fuck up, fool. <laughs> like, I can't just, like, he didn't even give me a shout out. He's all, but, you know, you guys, he mentioned my name. You know, he has mentioned my name a little bit when it came to, like, James in the shop. But I'm like, motherfucker, can I? I almost want to block his ass. <laughs> but we mountain bike together. We're in a group chat with mountain bikers. You know, the guys that I mountain bike with, we have a little little group called Thick Vatos. And, um, and, I, and I want him, and like, he's in there, man. So if I block him, he's not, we're not gonna be able to, I'm not going to see any stupid shit he posts or says or anything like that, you know? So, fucking asshole. Mountain bike. Oh, so, when I was listening to um, Pancho's podcast, she did. I, was, I thought that shit hit me a lot, man. And actually... It made me appreciate, um, like, freedom and being outdoors more. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I see you go camping and, you you know, hiking and all that shit. I see, you know, Dino and all them cats. I, I, I see them hiking and shit, and I'm like, fuck yeah, man. You know, people are in the car scene. They're out, they're out all the time at car shows. And after I heard that podcast, man, I was like, you know what? He's fucking right, dude. Like, I, I didn't realize that. When I go ride my mountain bike, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm living my life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good-ass time outside. I'm enjoying the fresh air instead of being cooped in. So, like, another, another thing, like, that's what I also enjoy. F- to me, like, on vacation is, like, being home or, like, hey, if you call me up, hey, George, you want to go to um, wanna go to the driving course or, you know, whatever, you hit the golf balls. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that shit, but let's go. It's just any time to get outside. I just mm-hmm. don't want, I don't like fucking being in a hotel. Dude, when I was younger, dude, um, when I was running the streets, um, I was a meth addict for like 10 years. From 2016, from uh, 2016, from 2000, <laughs> from, 2000 from, from 96, when I first, 96 is when I first time I ever tasted like any type of like drug like that that gave you a fucking adrenaline rush and high like that. I didn't do it every day. I'm not, I did meth for 10 years. I did drugs like like that woke you up and kept you awake for like 10 years not all the time but i did have a long i had like an eight year seven six or seven six six or seven year stretch where i did meth almost every day and i had a lot of downfalls man i lost everything a couple times i've been homeless i was staying in hotels a lot i would hustle just to stay get another room and i would sell dope and just so i could sleep and i was sleeping in people's garages in Colorado, I was living in Colorado, I was living in California, I was living, I lived in Vegas a little bit. I was just, I was just a drug addict. I just wanted to get high, man. I was just getting high. I was selling dope so I could get high and I can keep my sane, you know? And um, that's why I don't like to be in hotels these days because I lived in hotels mm-hmm. for like, for a long time. You know, I lived in fucking garages and, couches couch surfing and shit so 
I think that's why I appreciate Like, for a long time, I didn't like to eat dinner on the couch. I still don't. I don't like to eat dinner in my car. I don't like to eat dinner. Like, the only time I'll eat outside, dude, is when I used to work construction and with, 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 like, the Mexican homies and shit, and we'll be kicking it, like, in the, under a tree. Nah, pues voy a ver, pasame una cocalada, you know? And we're eating, we're working construction, breaking concrete, or being trimmed uh, house uh, carpenters. And that's the only time, but I, I, I appreciate sitting at a table with my family. And I, I, I don't even like the TV on. And we'll talk. Mm. And we'll fuck around. But I enjoy that shit. Like, like sitting at the table. Like, that's why I don't like sitting on the couch. That's why I don't like hotels, man. Because for a long, long time in my life, man, like. That's know, deep, bro. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, I, 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 I could talk. Talk a lot about my life, but I don't really want to fucking get too crazy. Too. No, I don't mind though, dude. I don't mind. I'm an open book, bro. Like just my Instagram page, man. I'm an open book. Like I, I fuck around. I talk around. I talk a lot of shit. You, anybody can ever ask me anything, and I will never, ever, ever, like, try to get away from that question. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I keep it 100 percent, man. And I, and and I appreciate when people are 100 percent with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I appreciate 100 percent. Like just, I'm. I know motherfuckers do that. They're compulsive liars, dude. Like at the barbershop, dude, like cutting hair, dude. You cut people, dude, and you're like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> fucking liar, man. I know some people that are compulsive ass liars, bro. They're always lying. Talk about they got girls or they got cars or they got this and that. Oh, I sold this. I sold that. Yeah, I got like fucking this much money in the bank. La, 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 la. I'm just like, shut the fuck up in my head, but I don't want, I can't disrespect them. No, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you're a fucking liar, dog. Fucking. <laughs> and then I know people that know them they're like oh that fool's a fucking compulsive liar dude <laughs> like that fool you know what I'm saying like it's just I'm like dude who, I'm I'm just a regular person bro you, you're not gonna you, don't try to impress me with your lies mm-hmm. like I don't care like I'm, you know like let's talk about what's going on you know like you know crazy shit you know but like fuck dude I'm just I don't know why fucking people lie man right? <laughs> i don't even know where this whole interview is going no, dude. Like, good, this interview is like all over the place that's how that's what you get when you talk to me though man i'm all over the place bro like one of my cousins will walk around walmart he's like fuck he told my other cousin he's like if we ever follow george at walmart or the store and the other one's like yeah dog it's fucking it's kind of a workout because i'm all over the place i know exactly what i want i know exactly where everything's at that's why i fuck with walmart because i know i, I could say you Man, I could walk in Walmart and be like, oh, oh what do you want to go to Guardian? It's going to be in the back rear over there, dude. And then, uh, oh, what you need, air fresheners for your car? They're either going to be right here by the front register or they're going to be in the back right by Sporting Goods in the corner, though. But don't go too far back because that's where the batteries are and all the boat shit. Like, who the fuck wants all the batteries? You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, and I trip out when I go to new Walmart. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right. All right. Like, I go to Target, bro. I'm lost at Target. Target. I get lost at Target, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Cause some of those aisles you'd be trying to walk down and you think that it's a full aisle and then it's like blocked by half. Of it. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I can't get out this way. It's yeah. like Ikea, bro. Yeah. Trying to find the exit. Ikea is cool, man. Shit. I, I, Ikea is cool. That's one of my, that's one of the things I used to do, like to do with my family when I was work, living with my mom and my sisters and my stepdad, me and my sister were both in the construction world. And, um, I work and one, you know, I was working, um, breaking concrete or a trim carpenter and he was doing cabinets. So on, on Sunday, after they go to church, they'd be like, hey, you want to go? Oh, no, on Saturday, sorry. They'd be like, hey, let's go check out these model homes. So we'd all get in the car, dude. And I'm an adult, bro. I'm like in my 20s. 
me and my mom, my stepdad, and my sisters, we'll all go look at model homes. And then me and my sisters running through the pad, like, oh, this is my room. And I'm going to fucking, I'm an adult. <laughs> I was like 22, 23. And I'm like, oh, no, this is my room. You know, I thought I was never going to leave my mom's house. This is my room. This is my room. You know, this is la, 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 la. And, um, and then we'd go have lunch. You know what I'm saying? Then we don't have lunch. That's that's I like doing shit like that. I tell my wife, hey babe, I just see, I was on the three oh three the other day and I seen some model homes. You wanna go look at them? And then we'll go do then we'll start thinking about selling our house. <laughs> we're like, but then we look at the price tag, we're like, nah, we're pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah. Like we we're pretty like like my kids walk to school, dude. When, well, back a long, long time ago, kids used to walk to school. Now they just wake up and fucking not even brush their teeth and get on a laptop. I tell the home boys, you guys brush your teeth today? And they're like no, like you're fucking nasty fool. You don't feel the the glaze of like mierda on your fucking top of your lip, like your your front teeth like this. If that shit isn't smooth and you feel like a little, like, brush your fucking teeth, little nasty ass. <laughs> like you're lucky you fucking the, the teachers don't have like a smell thing, you know what I mean? Like shit, man, breathalyzer or something. But yeah, dude, like my kids are like my wife's like, nah, man, let's just kick it here, you know. Look, boys are gonna go to that high school right there, and I'm like, yeah. And that's what I love, man. My kids, like, we don't let them play electronics during the week. We are starting to let them now. Mm -hmm. But my son, my son, Jacob, he just lost electronics. He's got three Fs. And I'm like, come on, dude. What the fuck, bro? Look at your house. Look at your room. Look how good you got it. You just lost everything, dude, till you bring those Fs up. And I think I'm kind of like a hard-ass dad, but I know some people that are hard-ass dads, mm -hmm. too. And I think you kind of got to be like a fucking tough dad, man. You got to build structure for your kids, man. You let your kids run all over the place. That's, 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 all, that's all this, that's all this, uh, that's all this generation is getting fucked up by, yep. by not punishing your kids or handing you. One of, my, one of the biggest regrets I have is fucking handing my kid a laptop, I mean a tablet at four years old. Because I was single and I was trying to, single and ready to mingle. And I was on the phone the whole time, fucking trying to, you know, talk to girls and my son would be bothering me so I bought him a fucking tablet. Here, mijo, go play Smash Ant. He's in the corner trying to kill ants. <laughs> or watching YouTube, you know, and then, ah, man. Watching another kids play with their toys? Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what, dude? I thought that was dumb at first, dude. I thought that was pretty stupid. I was like, what the fuck? You're watching somebody play with toys? You're watching somebody play video games? But, um, you know Jerry Gonzalez? I don't think With so. the black bomb? One yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, of James' yeah. really yeah, good yeah, homies. Yeah. One of James's homies. Um, he told me one time, it, it's cool to have a conversation with that motherfucker. That motherfucker's fucking intelligent, dog. He's like a cholo, but he's like an intelligent cholo. He's like well-spoken, clean teeth, white-ass teeth, too. And I'm like, you're not a fucking cholo with nice-ass teeth like that. <laughs> but he, he told me, he's all, he's all, you know how we, you know how we talk? He, he opened up my eyes, man. He's like, you know how uh, we talk to uh, our kids and we talk, we're talking shit because they're, they're talk, watching somebody play video games. We do the same thing. Whether you need to learn how to fix something in your kitchen or he's all what do you watch on youtube i go i watch bmxers and mountain bikers and like uh, people battle rapping and you know he's all okay it's exactly the same thing as you as our kids are watching somebody play video games mm -hmm. and i was like fuck dude so now i don't i don't tell them nothing more you know i'm like yeah i don't let them i, I don't tell them nothing man they, my kids they're gonna do what they're gonna do i just tell them bring home good grades that's all you can ask for, man. I feel like I feel like I feel like you made your you did your job as a parent when your kid walks down that walks down and gets his diploma. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's your job as a parent to make sure the kid's fed, has clothes, has a roof over his head, and make sure they fucking graduate high school. Because after that, 
be a fuck up if you want, man. Mm-hmm. But you got a diploma. You're going to be a fuck up with a diploma. You know what I'm saying? That's deep to me because uh, I I got my GED. Yeah. I just, I was too busy not doing work and yeah. focusing on other things. And uh, like when my, my firstborn graduated, because he finished his senior year off in Blythe because we moved his senior year. And he gave the waterworks, but I've never seen him so emotional. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess you can stay by. So he stayed with my sister. And that moment, like when he walked up there, it was like, just it hit, dude. Like, damn, yeah. you know, I I raised my kid to get his diploma. Yeah. And I raised him into fucking adulthood. He's 18. My other son's 18. He graduated too. Yeah. And it's just like, to me, that's a big deal because I didn't do it. And I know, like, I really truly don't know the disappointment that my dad had because I know he was disappointed. Yeah, oh yeah. And so after he passed away, it was just like, I can't, like, my, my dad raised me to, to be better than this. Yeah. So I always focused on the kids. Like, you know, yeah. you're going to get good grades. You're going to get grades. And, and like my son is, he wants to follow my footsteps. My oldest, he, uh, he got his EMT and he wants to go into that route. And then the, the middle one is just, he's, he's being himself. I, <laughs> I made it to, That's Jacob, huh? yeah, he made it to 18. Yeah. So he, he's going to do whatever he wants. So, but, hey, but you got him, he got a diploma. Yeah, though. man. That's so I, I just, now for the, you just set him up for the rest of his life. Basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of his life, he's. Do you have a diploma? Yes. He's not gonna notice. He's not gonna realize that that you helped him get it until he has his own kids. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, you little fuckers! You guys better get your diploma." You know, like I tell these little motherfuckers, I'm like, "School's number one in here, man. School's number one." I'm like, "You guys don't understand the opportunity you guys have right now." Like me and my me and my wife, we don't really believe in college, but if you want to do a trade school, we we got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, other than nursing. My son's like, if my son tells me, hey, do you, hey, dad, I want to be a psychiatrist, I'm like, no. First of all, you need to go to a psychiatrist. You're not, you're not going to be, no disrespect to any psychiatrist out there, but you have to be like, psychiatrist takes a certain type of person. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They're, they're different people. Yeah, dude, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to be a psychiatrist, and you're going to suck dick at it. You know? So, like, I tell my kids, I'm like, you guys want to do something cool? And I, we put, I, put, I put shit in their house. I'm like, oh, dude, be a welder. Because I wish I could weld. That's like one thing. If I, one thing I could, like stop cutting hair and go to school for and have all my bills for it, paid for it, I'd go to welding school. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so cool how people build shit with metal, man. And like they weld it and it's like sturdy as fuck and it's heavy too. But mm-hmm. like, I just like how people build cars and low riders and mini trucks. And it's just, it's their own way of art, man. Like I get on Pinterest and I look up welding art all the time and I just see people get saw blades and horseshoes and mm-hmm. fucking make crazy shit. Do you know what I mean? So I put that on these little fuckers all the time too. I'm like, dude, you guys gotta graduate, man, please. My wife, <laughs> my wife went to school, college for eight years. Seven, 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 seven. She's a physical therapist, and she had a she had a fucking tough life too, man. And she had to go to work and go to college, go medical school, dude. Or that shit ain't easy, dude. That shit ain't easy, man. When I first met her, <laughs> when I first met her, she was like, "Yeah, I'm a physical therapist." Like, also, like, you work like at a Massage Jimmy and shit. <laughs> She's like, this is the first date, dude. I was already 40 bucks in this relationship. I was already 40 bucks into this date because I fucking upgraded my POF. So like, it's like they say, man, behind every man is a strong woman, you know? And when I'm, I, I never noticed that. I never knew that. I've been in so many bad relationships. I never knew that, dude. Until I met my wife, dude. My wife has my support fucking above and beyond dude she supports anything like 
I go through phases where I'm like, oh, I'm into guns. And she's like, oh, buy guns. And I get into mountain bikes and whatever it is. But I got lucky, dude, that I met my wife, dude. She's, she's had my back since day one. Like, she's had my back more than I've had her back, actually. If you can say, I guess, because she do, she's done more for me. Same. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it, you need a strong woman like that, bro. Like, I meet a lot of guys, dude, that they're successful or they're on the road truck driving or they're doing whatever, dude. And in order to have a job like that, dude, like a gig like that, even being in the military and like that, dude, you need a strong girl at home, man. You need a strong woman at the pad to hold down the fort and someone that you could trust with your bank account, someone that you could trust with your kids, someone that you could trust with your vehicles and your houses and your dogs and get fed and all that shit. You know, that's like very, very fucking important. And I feel like I could do anything right now. My wife has my back and she, and I don't have, I, I could go anywhere and I won't have to worry about nothing. Mm -hmm. I know I'll be taken care of. She, my son respects her, which is important. Any of that shit, dude. I just feel like that, that's fucking important to have that shit. Like a strong girl. James has Judy. You know what I'm saying? All of all of us have our 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 strong women. Like, dude, when I was in the military, when I was in basic training, right before we graduated, man, I knew a couple of cats, dude, that idiots, dude. They 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 were living with girls and they left them on their bank account and their fucking bank accounts got drained. Like at graduation, dog, and they had to go home to nothing. And I'm like, fuck, man. So you know, I was in the reserves, by the way, the Army, military, United States Army, 2000, uh, 2001. I was two weeks away from graduating when September 11th happened. Oh shit. Yeah, we were doing some field training, and they're like, hey, Tarango, you know that, uh, you know that they crashed, um, some terrorists crashed into the World Trade Center, and I'm like. Hey, dog, I'm in Virginia right now. I don't know where the fuck Virginia is on the map. What the fuck is the World Trade Center? And they're like, then I just remember Biggie Smalls. I'm blowing up like the World Trade. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And the drill sergeants were in the corner like like looking crazy. And then you just hear this alarm going, burr, burr. and we're like, what the fuck? It's not a fire drill. And they're like, everybody, you know, fall in. And you, you fall into your formation and they're just like, we need to cut this short. Let's go back to the barracks. Go to the barracks, and they, they had everybody outside. And um, I think that's why I became such a proud American, dude. When I did the little, when I sworn in, and when they talk to you, and you're like, you're, 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 you're they tell you like, hey man, I hope you guys know, dude, you're, you signed up to fight for your country. You, you signed up to die for your country. Like, you're no longer selfish. You're now. That's my wife. Brenda, Enrique. <laughs> so like, you know, um, that's where that's what they're like. You know, you're 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 no longer selfish. You're not. It's not all about you. You're part of the biggest gang in the world. You know, United States Army. What? <laughs> you know. So like, I think that's why I became such a proud American. And um, anyways, I seen. Uh, I don't even know where this is fucking going to. But. <laughs> Oh, but like when you're in the military, dog, it's crazy. Dude, like you'll be outside, and then they do the, you know, they do the, the they do the little song. They play like every hour, or, or I forgot, dude. It's been a while, and you have to stop what you're doing, no matter where you at, face to a flag, and salute it. And if you're driving, you gotta stop your car, get out the car, and salute the flag at like noon, I think, or in the mornings. And you see people like they're rushing. They're like, oh, fuck. They get out the car. They're like, fuck. They have to do it because you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, oh yeah, I was at I was at Fort Lee, Virginia, 
And I joined the army because I didn't believe in rehab. Because I was a tweaker. Mm-hmm. But I was one of those functional tweakers. I had a job. And, but my life was going down the drain, man. My car got repoed. I was fucking living in my parents' garage. And I wasn't getting along with my mom. And my mom fucking called me a parasite. <laughs> She's like, you're a fucking parasite, man. You, you, you don't do shit. You ain't doing shit with your life. Anyways, um. So I told us that that shit happened, dude. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's crazy, man? So at the time, some people were looking around like, yeah, yeah, I didn't sign up for this. Some people were like, yeah, I didn't sign up for war. Because, you know, it was peaceful mm-hmm. at that time, dude. I mean, Desert Storm was over, you know, a long time ago. Nothing was popping off, dude. It wasn't crazy like how it is. And I was just fucking peaceful. Like, you joined the military because you wanted to. I joined because I didn't want to go to rehab. And I needed to get away from fucking my area. And 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 I got home and I fucking got caught up with my friends again. But that's why I joined. And I was like, "What the fuck? What What, what do you mean we're under we're under attack?" So they're like, "Who's willing to go to war tomorrow? Who's really down for their country? Who's really re- Who's really the fucking?" And I was a cook, dude. I was a '92 golf man. And I was like, I was like, there was about we were in graduating classes. And I, was about, and I was in the graduating class. And they're like, who, who here feels like they're ready to go to war tomorrow? Who's ready to go fight for their country? Whether you're a cook or infantry, or, you know, but it was just cooks. Mm-hmm. They're like, it doesn't matter. You're, you, when you go to war, you're cooking with a fucking rifle on your back. Like, and when we go do like field training, like we were cooking with a fucking M16 on our fucking back, dude. So if anything, we'd get am- like they ambushed us, you know, just joking around, like playing scenarios, and we just get to the ground and jump out and fucking, you know, saying do 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 do, shoot blanks. And um, and they were like, "Who here is ready to go?" And I fucking stepped out of formation, and I ran to the front, and I was like, "I am drill sergeant." And they're like, "Private Tarango." One of my favorite privates. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you're a, you're a down motherfucker. And I was like, that's what I signed up for, Joe Sargent. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. Who, anyone else? And then, you know, I started this thing, dude. Like, it's kind of like one of my homies, I did a mullet on him. Not everybody's got mullets. So he started, so I started this thing and everybody started falling in formation. And, um, and uh, yeah, dude. So that was a fucking that was a fucking cool time in my life, man. I I fucking I, I done a lot of stupid shit in my life, man. A lot of, I've done a lot of dumb, 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 dumb shit. And my only my biggest regret, dude, was not going active, in the middle, not 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 sticking to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I I love that lifestyle, dude. Even though I did it in the reserves, I love that lifestyle because you know what you're doing every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I tell my kids, we're not paying for your college, bro. You guys want to go to college? You guys either get scholarships, or you guys got to go join the military. But that was a fucking real interesting, fun part of my life, man, being in the military. I got to ride in a Black Hawk. Um, I got honorable. Um, like I said, man, I was into drugs. When I got it, when I got home, I went to my unit for a couple for a little while, and then I, I got caught up with my friends again. And I talked to my, I was like, I told my commander, the captain, I was like, hey, I was like, sir, I need to go active. I was like, I need to get away from where I'm at. I was like, on the phone, because he was, hey, you haven't been in drill in two months. And I was like, sir, I need to go active. I need to fast track to going active. I need to get out of here. I'm like, I'm in, I'm on my way to like either prison or I'm going to die someday. 
He's all, why? And I was like, I can't get into details, sir, but I just feel like I need to get away from Southern California. Like, put me in fucking Nebraska or something. Yeah. I just got to go active. And when you go from reserve to active, it takes a while. It takes like six, eight months. He's all, I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to let you get your life together and put you on IRR, individual ready reserve, which means they could call me up at any time. I just don't show up. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was on that shit for five years, for five years, dude. And I ended up that during those five years, bro, I was running amok. Crazy. I was, I was just running amok. I didn't do too much illegal shit, but I did, did a lot of legal shit. <laughs> and my only goal was to not go to prison every day, man. I was like, fuck, dude. I, I hope I don't go. I hope I don't get busted today. I hope I don't go to prison. Anyways, I, uh, I bounced around from Colorado, California all the time. I was out here. I was, I was living on Dysart, right by a Strand Mountain Community College. I was taking a bus all the way to fucking like 19th Avenue McDowell to get to a job. And I had to get off and walk like a half mile to the job. And I was finding myself on the bus one day, dude. And I was like, fuck, man, I ain't doing shit with my life, dude. Like, I'm a fucking failure. Like, big time failure. That's when it hit me. So, um, I was like, fuck, dude, what am I doing? So I told my mom one day, I go, hey, mom, tomorrow I'm going to go to the Desert Sky Mall and I'm going to go to the recruiting office. I'm going to turn myself in. I thought I was AWOL. I thought I was, I, was like, I don't know what's going on. I need to go check out what's going on with me. I was like, I'm going to go this, I'm going to go turn myself in. She goes, okay. And she was making beans or rice or something. She was like, okay. And I was like, damn, my mom's not going to miss me. Because <laughs> I thought I was going to go to Fort Leonard or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. fucking prison jail and shit. So I walked in the next day, I walked into the recruiter office with like a hoodie and a backpack because that's where I just keep my lunch and everything because I'd be on the bus. Sweats and some shoes and I just walked in and they looked at me all crazy. They're looking at me like I was going to fucking drop a bomb in there, you know what I mean? They looked at me like, how you doing, youngster? What can we do for you? And I pulled my hood off and I was like, I put my hands up and I was like, I think I'm AWOL, I'm not sure, but I'd like to make it right. And they're like, well, come over here, let's, let's check you out. And I was like, Okay. So I went and sat down. They ran my name. They're like, yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah. you, um, looks like you have three years left on your contract. Um, what do you want to do? I was like, I'd like to finish up my time and get honorable discharge. That way I can get a government job or something later on. They're all right, cool. And they found me a unit, and I fucking went back to the military, and I finished off my three years, and I got, um, I got um, honorable discharge. I was going to re-enlist, but at this time, my kid was born, and and his mom was, it was her turn to run amok, I guess you could say. And she was running the streets. And um, I, was at, I, was in, I was about to sign paperwork to re-enlist. And they were like, you have any kids? And I was like, yes, I have a son. They're like, where's your son at? I go, right now? Or like, where does he live at? <laughs> I go, right now he's at the babysitter. They're like, no, like, where does he, uh, where does he live at? I go, he lives with me. I got full custody. They're like, oh, okay, well, you're going to have to give up your custody rights when you, when you, when you go um if you ever go overseas and I was like, or like, or you don't have to reenlist. And I was like, I'm going to have to decline your uh, reenlistment. Cause I couldn't imagine giving up custody of my kid. You know, that's dude, kids, dude, kids, kids change your life, bro. Kids change your life. I, I, don't, I, oh, shit. I don't like talking to people that are pieces of shit dads. Like, it's kind of like, ugh. Get away from me. I like almost every man I know, dogs is, is a fucking 
tip top magoo dad man there are a lot of people to care about their dads you wouldn't think so people look at me they're like damn well you're actually a pretty good dad dog for as much stupid shit you talk about and <laughs> shit, how you walk around and shit and how you present yourself you're actually a good father i'm like you know when i go home it's, i punch in the dad clock and uh, I couldn't, kids, man, my fucking kid changed my life, man. I tell this little motherfucker all the time. I think he, I think he, I think that's why he does this shit. He does it because he's like, <laughs> hey, man, I made you. <laughs> I made you who you are, fool. You don't forget that shit. So, yeah, dude, that's, uh, I think kids are, kids fucking change your life for the best, man. So it's a good woman. Hi, huh, babe. <laughs> it's deep, bro. Fish. I try, man. I try to keep it. A- Hundred percent. You should let me interview one day when you do your podcast. <laughs> Tell me what questions you want me to ask you, though, because <laughs> you ask some good questions. I'm like, yeah, fuck, Kelly has good questions, man. I'll just be like, hey, well, uh, smash, uh, smash your past. Now <laughs> you could, li- you could, you could, you could marry one, you can fuck one, and you could, you could, you could kill one. <laughs> it's funny because I've always been thinking about doing like rapid fire questions. Oh yeah, not yeah. telling nobody, dude. I'm just no, like, I know. All right, this this part is called rapid fire. And you know what? You know what I thought about, dude? That's that's a hard fucking thing to do too, though, dude, because you got to think about weird-ass questions, bro. Like, and it's got to be different all the time because you'd be like, oh, Kelly's going to ask me if I like enchiladas or <laughs> taquitos more. You know, enchilado lasagna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, 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 it's just one of those things, man. Like, you got to fucking, you got to have a team, bro, to yeah. make questions. You Spontaneous questions. But, yeah, I think rapid-fire questions are cool, man. I have a, I actually have an app called, uh, where's it at? Poddex. So it has a whole bunch of questions. Oh yeah, but I, it's like they're icebreakers. So I kind of just trying to make oh. my own. I kind of just trying to spin off of that. Yeah. But yeah. some of the questions I just had, I just have a list of things that I want to ask because I already know. I try not to dig too deep into people's past because I know that there's some stuff that people are just yeah. like, uh, maybe we could talk about this off mic. Because <laughs> I've had that that I've had yeah. conversations off mic like, yeah, hey, I don't want to talk about this, but let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy that. Everybody that I've interviewed somehow, one way or another, has linked up with somebody else that I've interviewed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I pretty much know everybody you did. Actually, I don't know everybody. I don't know Senor Chalala, dude. I don't know um, Bonehead. I've met Bonehead. He actually pinstriped a fucking little Mickey Mouse car for James at Straight Razor one time. I never met Spock. I like to meet Spock. Yeah, Spock's after, cool after, dude, after, after I met, yeah, yeah, dude, after I read, after I listened to his thing, I was like, damn, I actually would like to go there on that Thursday or the Tuesday. Yeah. He does that shit. But I'm like, fuck, I can't leave work early, you know? Yeah, Spock's cool people, man. Yeah, dude. I was actually hoping that he was going to be at that event I was at the other day so I could buy a shirt. He, uh, he did the, uh, the new design on the, the door of, uh, Lamp Clipper. Yeah, Lamp Clipper, yeah. yeah. I'll go in there every now and then go check it out. Say what's up to the guys. Say what's up to the fellow. It was real good kicking in with Gabriel and Cash this weekend, though. Chopping I wanted to make that at the event, dude. I had to go to work, man. I was so fucking pissed. It looked like a dope ass event, too. It's a fucking party, dude. Those fools party, man. I don't know how they have livers and shit. <laughs> I don't know how they have livers, dude, but they fucking party. It's a badass compound, too, bro. They build nice shit, man. There's only like, it's like two or three man crew, man. They built some fucking crazy ass vehicles, yeah. man. I'm like, it's it's bad, dude. Look, you walk in there, you're like, "Hey, this is fucking dope." That's like his man cave, like his getaway. Like, he, mm. I think he, owned, I, I think he lives there, and he has like a bed and a shower where he goes. Caesar from Matador, I think he goes goes and sleeps and showers at this little spot down the street from his shop where he really lives at, because he's fucking there all the time, from what <laughs> I understand. But yeah, dude, I was gonna tell you, man. Like, I know, like, 
if I would have still been at that little mom and pop shop, dog, I would have probably never met you. You know, um, like I said, straight razor and being a good friend of James introduced me to a lot of people, like, like working class and you know what I'm saying, La Osa and you know Pancho mm-hmm. and you know like a lot of cats, man, like, like just a lot of cats. Hank, Hank Hanro, the engraver, like that motherfucker sponsored by Monster, bro. He's a savage with a Dremel, dude. You ever watch it? You ever see what mm-hmm. he does? Mm-hmm. He's amazing with a Dremel. But I also just like not 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 only that I meet people that are like got businesses, in, but I just meet regular cool ass motherfuckers, man. Cool ass motherfuckers, and I like to hear their fucking stories. It's like it's like it's like um, Cash said, cutting up old people, man. You learn a lot of shit. Like I'll be like, hey man, shit's a little different from when you were younger, huh? Or like when I meet people that are from Arizona still. <laughs> like native Arizona. <laughs> like how like older people like, oh yeah, like like they're in their seventies and they're like, Yeah, man, this used to be dirt. I'm like, I believe it, bro. I'm like, it's crazy that you people that lived in Avenue all their lives, I'm like, fuck, dude, they seen they seen Avondale become Avondale, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like like just just crazy, dude. Like how shit just blows up. Like you've been living in Buckeye, you probably you've seen Buckeye expand, right? Yeah, man, three years, man. That yeah. shit, right there across the street from Walmart, there was nothing. It was yeah. dirt. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, there's the everything there, dude. Sure. There's Planet Fitness. There's a there's Jersey Mike's on the corner. The car wash. There, yeah, the car wash. Dutch Bros. Yeah. The hotels. They even yeah. have another hotel that they're building behind the hotel. <laughs> it's like a hotel behind them. No, for real. Yeah, like, no, what I the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, dude. But with that, the property value goes up. So I'm just like, yeah, build whatever y'all want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, they're building a fucking recreation center right here. I wish they put a skate park there, but they're not going to put one there. But they're building a recreation center right here, and it's just expanding, man. They're supposed to put like a little college around here, and we got the little ballpark right there. It's fucking it's nuts, dude. Then you go like a straight up mountain. The motherfuckers got some, oh, some yeah. dough out there. Some nice houses out there. Yeah, they're all right. They're cool. Yeah, but it's crazy how it's just expanding. Old people, man, they got some crazy stories. They're like, man, I used to pay. I used to pay. A, and that's the type of person James was, dude. James would be like, man, we can't charge too much for these old people. You know, they're fucking used to paying quarters and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what, that's what what cool is. James, man, he motherfucker had a fucking big heart, dude. And I'm like, hey, James, we got to go up on the prices, fool. We're kind of, us, we're, uh, us regular dudes, we're living check to check, dog. Uh, I know you're not. But you know what I mean? So we're living check the check, bro. We got to go up a little bit, man. Like, fuck, it's tough, man. Like, yeah, okay, dog. Okay. But we can't go up too high on the on the kids because I, I, we got some guys that come in with three or four kids. And I'm like, they wanted boys? That's what you get when you want all boys. You get fucking, you fuck around, play stupid play stupid games, you get stupid fucking prices. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want a fucking car wash team? Guess what? You got to pay for their haircuts too. But he'd be like, nah, man, we got to keep it low for them doggies all. I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And the old people too, like, dog, we can't charge a lot for old people. I'm like, all right. Because we know we'd have a conversation, we'd talk and shit. Like, hey, fool, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, that sounds cool. Or I'd be like, hey, dog, what if we do this? He's like, oh, you got, you're onto something. And you, I would hear him tell something like, one time he's like, man, George has a lot of fucking good ideas. He just never pulls the trigger on shit. I'm like, you know what, dude? I, I'm, a real, I'm good at giving advice. I'm not good at taking my own advice, so sometimes. I'll give people advice as a barber, you know, the barber like, hey, what do you think about this? I tell them advice, like, you done that? I'm like, nah, dude. I'm telling you because I've already gone through that shit and I fucked mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've already failed. Like, I'm telling you what I should have done. And, but I'm not going to do that again, so I don't have to take my advice no more. But I'm like, I'm telling you what I should have done mm-hmm. and how I should have, you know, done, went about shit. 
But yeah, dude. That's a trip. Damn, now. I learned a lot of stuff I didn't know about you. <laughs> I know, man. That's cool. And right. there's going to be a lot of fucking people are going to hit me up. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Oh, people hit you up? Yeah, so? dude, all the time, really? dude. Yeah, they're like, damn, dude, I didn't know that. Like, I like I'll be in the street and people like people that follow me like bro I didn't know this about that person. Yeah. I'm like yeah, that's dude. crazy. They're like, how do you get people to talk? Like, do you? I was like, I just let them talk, man. I just let them. They're gonna people are gonna tell you what you want to hear, but they're gonna tell you what they want to talk about. Uh huh. So I, that's why I think it's dope. I don't ever need to ask like questions because yeah. it just kind of falls into place. People want to hear when I think that when people tell their story, they want to know they want people to know everything like yeah. i wasn't always this fucking you know this who i yeah. am i want to show you what made me i think that's fucking dope that people share that information because some people are like embarrassed like some people like oh, i don't want people to know this about me but then they start talking about it and it's like i don't know dude like with you i could see like when you're talking about being a barber and all that and how you like being a family man like you can see it in your like when you're talking you can see it in the your face mm-hmm. it like you fucking genuinely love everything that you do and it's the past that made you who you are, made you appreciate everything you have now. And I think that's fucking, I think that's deep, bro. Anybody that's able to talk about shit that they're not proud of, right. but help mold them to who they are, that's that's dope, dude. I think that's fucking sick. That's, and that, you know what, dude? I appreciate that. Thank you, man. And it's kind of like, sometimes you forget and you need someone from the outside to remind you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To remind you. You know what's funny? I was just thinking right now as you were talking, not as you were talking, but when you're talking about how you meet people, you ever fucking have, you ever you ever fucking meet somebody and you're like, what the fuck is this motherfucker's real name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I got people on my phone, bro. I have them by their Instagram names, and I'll be like, oh fuck, what the fuck is this fool's yeah, dude, name, man? There's a there's a few people like I don't think I know Bonehead's real name. Yeah. I just know him as Bonehead. Like Spock. Like I, Spock probably doesn't want to give out his real name, but I don't know if he has. I don't know if I don't, he, I don't know Spock's real name either, yeah. bro. I, like Ray maybe work, he has told me. Like Ray Working Class. I I just call him Ray Working Class. I don't know what his real name is. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, but dude, like uh like some people don't know Matador. You know, some people don't know um um a lot of people do um like like Streets and Avenues. I was listening to that podcast the other oh, yeah. day. David. I wouldn't know his name, dude. I would just be like, Oh, what's up, Streets and Avenue? And and James 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 fucking James. James used to give people a lot of fucking nicknames, dude. Cause he'd be like, um, like Corona Kings, you know Corona Kings, the mm-hmm. photographer. Yeah, his name is Richard. Yeah, but he walked in the house. He walked in the shop, and we just called him Corona ever since. And he's always oh, up, Corona, and that was his name. Here's a funny story, bro. We went to uh, Ange Nasty's art show, uh-huh. and he walked in, and Ange Nasty's like, "You know Richard, right?" I was like, "Yeah." I didn't know Richard. I didn't know him by, by Richard. By Richard. Yeah, you knew him by Corona Kings. Yeah, and uh, so we. And it's crazy because he came up to talk to me afterwards. Like, we were outside. He's like, yeah, man, I really like the podcast and this and that. And then I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. So we went to go eat, bro. And I looked at the Instagram. I was like, I got to fucking know him, dude. And then I went to fucking, he commented on one of the pictures. I was like, oh, shit, bro, that's him. That's it's Corona him. Kings. Yeah, yeah. Like, she would have said, you know Corona Kings? Like, oh, yeah, I know him. She fucking said Richard. Yeah. And I told him the story. I was like, I don't know who you were. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, dude, he's fucking, he's a cool yeah, people, bro. Yeah, cool, man. He, he's, he fucking beat cancer, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he's beat cancer, man. Um, he's a cool cat, dog. He's real humble. Lives, he, that motherfucker's living his life. He like, yeah. lives his life. He don't care what he's Hell doing yeah. in his life. And he I guess some people get a second chance and they appreciate it. Like my friend Mike Moon uh, from po- Perfect Poise, uh, PP, Poise Hipster. 
He has that badass little white C10. I cut his hair. I gave him a mullet. He had he got sick for a while, bro, and he had to go like Mayo Clinic and and he beat it and like he's living his life now, man. Like he has a bad truck. He's fucking yeah. His kids, dude, loves his fucking kids to death, dude. He loves his girl, dude, and his kids have a fucking skate ramp in their backyard. He built them a clubhouse and they got lights in there, an AC unit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's living his life, man. You know he got a second chance. Like I think. We, sometime in our life dude we've all got a second chance mm -hmm. somehow even two or three chances like i said i had a few downfalls i've had a couple of fucking bad things man like um um this is probably like one of the most embarrassing stories but like um i attempted suicide a long time ago 2000 uh, 2006 and um thank god it didn't work but I was in the hospital, dude, and people fucking trip, trip out, dude. People, your life does really flash before your eyes, man. I laid in a hospital bed, and I seen my childhood, seen how my dad was to my mom, and how my mom was, and I could, I seen why my mom left my dad, and I seen all the negativity I did towards people and all the shit like that, dude. So when I came out the hospital, when I, when I came out the hospital, I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, like, damn, man, it's a, you know. I I started going to church and shit and that didn't last that long, but that's one of my uh, dark. That's probably my darkest secret. I don't tell nobody, and um, I was just living. Like I said, I was living through a dark time, and um, I was. I've never been afraid of like like. Um, and I'm not just saying this shit because earlier you're saying how you know, mm. but like I, I I thought about this. You know how I told you I've been replaying this podcast. I was like, damn, do I bring that up? And I'm like, why not, man? I'm just not. I'm not ashamed of nothing. But um, growing up, man, like I've never really been afraid of death or nothing like that. So I was never scared to die until I fucking attempted some stupid shit, and then I was like, oh fuck that, dude, fuck that shit. And then um, like. Six months later, I found out my I had, was having a kid. But it was, she wasn't like six months pregnant. It was like my made my kid after mm -hmm. that, and um, that shit that shit was like oh fuck. Like I was still a meth addict till till the day my kid's mom showed me a pregnancy test, and I was like fuck, what the fuck? She's like oh I don't believe it. So I went to the dollar store. I bought five of them. <laughs> best two out of three let's roll the dice <laughs> all five of them were positive and then I took her to Maryville Hospital they did free pregnancy tests we did there she's like I still don't believe it and I was like well we went I was staying at her house and I went to I went into uh, my little drawer and I pulled out my meth pipe and the little sack of meth I had left and I flushed it down the toilet and I broke the pipe and I never picked it up again so people were like oh I can't quit I can't do this and that no, you can. You just need to find that mm. fucking. You just need to find that strength. Like I, I think it was easier for me to quit smoking meth than it is for me to eat fast food. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I know fast food is not gonna really fuck me up, even though I'm diabetic and shit. Yeah. You know? Like, like, like I just. Uh, it was easier, dude. And it was like a proud moment. Like I've never. I haven't touched meth in. Let me see. My son's thirteen. I ain't touched meth in like uh, almost fourteen years, bro. It was fourteen years. That's so. dope. Congrats, man. Thank you, man. So, but like with one, with one fucking, with one bad habit to another, man, I found food and smoking weed and I don't smoke weed every day. I'm not a pie. I don't want nobody to think I'm a fucking stoner, but, um, yeah, dude, I just, 
get rid of one addiction with another addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like it goes with anything, bro. If you're addicted to fucking cars, then you get into bikes, or you're into bikes, and then you get into like well, I don't know BMX bikes or whatever. Just it just we have that that addictive. I have an addictive personality. And then you get the little mini bikes. Oh, the mini bike, dude. Oh, dude, you know what I was thinking? Bro, I saw that video there when you fell off. Oh, of fuck, dude. So when I fell, bro. When I got up to the top of the thing, my kids were looking at me like, dude, you're fucking crazy. And I was like, when I found I ate shit, my message to my boys was like, get up and do it again. Get up, dust yourself off. Even though I was hurting, I got up, I bounced right back up, dude. And I was like, that shit was wild. And they're just looking at me like, damn, dad. <laughs> you just ate shit. <laughs> and, I, and I get in my car and I'm like, oh my God, my back's all fucked up, dude. I come home and I show my wife and she's like, oh my God, what happened? I'm like, I found the mini bike. <laughs> <laughs> I found the mini bike. So uh, that's funny, dude. I, and, uh, and that was my lesson to my kids. Like my kids, dude, my sons, they see me eat shit. They see me hurt myself all the time. But I tell them, don't be scared to try anything and don't be afraid to fucking get back up and do it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at here I am, man. I'm 40 years old. I'll eat shit. But guess what, mijo? I'm going to go do it again. and I'm going to perfect it. And now they're starting to pick up on that shit, too. That's dope. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Pretty funny. <laughs> I saw that video. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I showed my wife. I was like, remember the dude's little bike I told you about? Let's check this out. <laughs> I got a lot of fucking shit. People were like, fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. They're like, fuck yeah. Or I take the mini bike to the shop and I'll go to Circle K. And people, I, I wish someone got me like when I'm really riding down the street with like a pack like a six pack or like talk hands and they put me on fool's gone wild or something dude like warning where is this bottle going <laughs> you know what I mean? with a little mini bike i fuck at these cool man i told you i got a dictator personality man i had a lot of mountain bikes i've narrowed it down to this mountain bike i got a fucking 29 inch bmx bike um a regular bmx bike and a mini bike but the mini bikes are shit that's just for shits and giggles bro it's like when people buy Frenchies, like, why do you have a Frenchie? It's not going to defend you. It's not going to do nothing. It's just for conversation, man. So is the mini bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? So is the mini bike. <laughs> That's dope, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, shit. Life's, life's good, bro. Life's good. That's dope, brother. That's dope to see that you're doing exactly what you said you wanted to do. Yeah. As far as cutting hair? And every, just everything, bro. Yeah, yeah, just enjoying life. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it took a while, bro. It took a while. I never really knew what made me happy. Like, I know what makes me happy now. And it's basically just chilling. <laughs> just chilling, dude. Like, I don't try to show off. I'm not trying to fucking have the nicest car. I don't, I don't care about it. And you know who told me that? Who told me that too? James. I told James, I go, hey, fool, when I finish, you got a bad lowrider? He's like, no, nah, I got a nice backyard, though. And I said, okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It made a lot of sense to me because you see a lot of cats that have nice ass, badass cars, bro, but they live in the hood or their house is like whatever, they don't have a front yard done. Mm -hmm. And it's like no disrespect to nobody, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to point them down, but James opened up my eye to understand like it's not always about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always about stuff like that. And then I went to his house and I was like, damn, do you, do you got a fucking nice backyard, bro? Like, damn. And it's like Ray, working class, that motherfucker has a badass house, badass backyard, bro. That fool's got trees and a pig mm -hmm. and an oasis, man. A badass pool, clean pool. And it's like, man, you, my pool shit look like you're in a swamp sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got trees and all that shit. Yeah. But, but, man, like, I, I, I learned 
a lot from James, and I, it, I took that into perspective. It's not always about flashy, nice things, man. So I'm, I'm excited that we're getting our house painted, bro. That's like a, oh yeah, it's like an adult know, moment right? for me, bro. I'm like, oh man, hell yeah, getting our house painted. I, t- I hang out with a lot of homeowners, and now we're talking about who did your roof. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know what? Text me his information. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had that dude until I met my wife, dude, and I became a homeowner. I was always renting. I'd be like, oh, it's a nice apartment, bro. People are like, oh, thanks. Oh, people going to my apartment like, you need some more clients, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm gonna start tipping you more, fool. <laughs> Shit, you living in the fucking projects. <laughs> but yeah, man, like how you said, oh, you have a nice house. Like, dude, my wife decorated it, man. If it was my house, dude, there'd be fucking posters of Chichin Chong and fucking mushrooms and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I didn't know what it was like. All, my whole life, dude, my house always looked like a 70 year old's room. You know what I mean? Like, posters on the wall, fucking stupid shit, dude, footballs on the floor, all kinds of shit. <laughs> Until I met my wife and and how to live with my friend Mario, then we started getting a little bit more creative. But until I met my wife, and then I was like, my wife, I'll, be, I'll have something in my head like, hey, I want to go do this. And my wife would be like, hey, uh, oh, for instance, we have a home warranty. Like how you were talking about home warranty? Yeah, we pay for a home warranty. We've never used it. And we have a refrigerator that was fucked up. The freezer was messing up. And my wife, I was like, hey, fucking call the fucking home warranty. That's what I gave you all this money for. Call them up. I can't call them. It's not under my name. You do it. She's all right. And then she called me back. She goes, hey, good news. I go, what? She goes, so it's going to cost $100 to come outside and come out, come out and fix the freezer. You know, it's going to cost 70 bucks to come and fix the freezer. Or they'll give us $100 if we get a new refrigerator. And I was like, all right, cool. So when are they going to come? They're like, no, we're going to go get a new refrigerator. <laughs> what the fuck? For $100? <laughs> so there we are. Buy a new refrigerator. And I'm like, we might as well get a new microwave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you do that. You know, you fucking do that shit. And, and. It's it's like you don't realize, but like you appreciate little bullshit like that, like a new microwave or like a smoker, like or you know what I'm saying, or like getting a new drill. You're like, oh fucking, like what's loose? What's loose in this house? <laughs> what's loose in this house? Oh, fuck, I'm gonna fucking punk all these screws right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's adulthood, man. Shit, it's adulthood. I know a lot of motherfuckers that got a beautiful house and they take real good care of their houses, and I'm like. That's the type of people I want to be around. Mm-hmm. People that appreciate that type of shit. My neighbor across the street, she gave me a run for my money, bro. She uh, she just got her house painted, she changed the lights. She wanted, she did everything I want to do, but she upped it and did a fucking artificial grass, bro. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, you. I thought I'd price that shit. I was yeah. like, God. I know some people, dude, if you need anybody, dude. I know some people that are pretty good at that shit. Like my house, dude, we just got the house painted. I forgot when. Um, like uh, probably in April. April or something like that. But my house, um, I want to, that's why I told my wife, I go, this year I want to get the front yard done. And I want to put like a little artificial grass, like a little like river, rock river and all that shit. Because I think curb appeal is amazing. I think mm-hmm. my house looks blah. There's a house around the house around the corner. I always drive by and I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers did a good job in the front yard, dude. I think it looks beautiful. I think that's, and when you pull up, you're like, damn, man, this it's a nice yard. Like, I do that shit. I pull up. I'm driving around like, oh, damn, that fool has a badass fucking garage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or on Instagram, when I'm looking at people's cars in the garage, I'm, like, looking at their garages. I'm like, damn, that fool has a badass toolbox back there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pretty cool, dude. I just, you know, I just, I just appreciate weird shit. Nice shit. And I learned that from people I meet. Because I used to be so one-track minded. I used to be so one, one, on one, one, I used to be, like, closed minded or one-track minded. Mm-hmm. But the more people I talk to, they open up my eyes. That's why I love cutting hair, man. Because I, I learn a lot of shit from people. Just the way they think. It opens up your train of thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've learned that just 
being a homeowner and then being able to afford shit that you want. Like when we first moved here, we, uh, we got rid of everything, like stuff that we just didn't want to move. And we bought the house and the, the previous owner, like in the contract, everything that's mounted to the wall, you can't take off. Like it stays really like what? Like, like, so she had the, uh, the TV mount, she had a a TV mount on the wall, Uh but they ran all their cables to the wall. Like she paid to have it. Yeah. yeah. So every room except for the office Uh doesn't have a mount or Mm -hmm. cable in there. So, so you kept their TVs? No, no, no. They took the TVs, (laughs) but they they, they had to leave the mounts and all that. So, um, we were at Walmart. We're just shopping for just a TV, me and my daughter. And uh, they're taking down the, the displays, the Samsung displays. It was a curved TV. It was like a, I think it was like a 55 inch or I think it was 55 inch. And they're like, yeah, man. So this is the older model. So they're, they're discounting it yeah. like 40%. I'm like, huh? 40%. I was like, that, the, the, the display? They're like, yeah. They're like, you put it in the car. <laughs> and it's funny because people would come over like, oh, you got a curved TV. Like, I didn't buy the curved TV because it's dope. Yeah. I bought it because. It was on sale. On sale. Super sale. Yeah. And it was a fucking, it was a display model. So, Amen. and then we upgraded it. My wife said, like, "We need a bigger TV." Like, so we went to Costco, and I was like, "It was like a seventy-five inch TV." And I was like, "I think it was like seven fifty, bro." The Samsung. I'm like, "I was like, babe, you can't pass yeah, this up." And then people like, "Yeah, you got a big TV." I'm like, I didn't buy the big TV because I want a big TV. Yeah. The price was good yeah. on it. That's why we bought it. It's <laughs> funny you're saying that because, um. Just the other day, we bought a seventy-five inch. We went to we we were we were wanting to upgrade, but we kind of think we're kind of like chilling, waiting for a while. And we actually we actually went to Sam's Club to go get some groceries. And I was like, "Let's go look at the TVs, babe." And we looked, and this fucking LG seventy-five was like eight hundred bucks. And I was like, "She goes, I go, I'll buy it. I'll I'll charge it. I'll pay it back." She's like, "If you walk outside, do my bulk trash." I saw a fucking it. Box I saw outside. it. I pulled up. Yeah. I've been waiting, man, because I don't, you know, you don't want people to know that you got that big ass TV. So I put shit all around it. You know, you should but, put it in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy, dude? Like on bulk trash, how like how you can accumulate accumulate so much bullshit, yeah, like dude. from one month to the other. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. Like, dude, all my neighbors right here, like, what the fuck? Were they, they throw out shit like that every fucking other every first every second Tuesday of the month. This motherfucker in the corner. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did that shit come from? Like, how do you have that much bullshit in your house? Yeah. Anyways, um. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fucking bargain guy too, dude. I'm like, oh man, I can't mess up on, I can't miss this deal, man. Yeah. It's a fucking good deal, dude. I'm gonna regret it, man. You know, even if it's like a hundred bucks difference, I'm like, ah, it's fucking a good deal, dude. I'm I think I got that for my wife. My wife is a bargain shopper, dude. Is she? Like bargain bargain. She doesn't like going to like the big box stores. My wife fucking doesn't care. She's like, I went to school. I didn't go to school so I can care what shit costs. <laughs> <laughs> like she was looking for a new truck. She's like, I didn't go to school so I can driving cloth i'm like <laughs> fuck now i gotta go get a fucking a leather car seat leather seat cover for my car so you can sit in the passenger seat take it easy girl <laughs> she's like you're fucking she's always telling you're fucking cheap <laughs> like dude that's how you fucking sur- survive in this world man you gotta fucking like you know spend money on some nice things you fucking whatever man shit like, i'm not i'm not a baller dude i got a champagne taste with a fucking beer like fucking budget man <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's funny because like some of our shit from like in the living room is stuff that was given to us. Like we have a a little corner. Everybody calls it like the fucking model home corner of the house because like damn, it looks your luggage. Oh yeah, I seen the house that 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 corner of your house right there 
when you when you I've seen you post stuff. You talking about like it'd be like this corner, huh? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, like it's got the, the shutters and all that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 like the walls, like the doors right there. Yeah, I seen that part of your house too. So uh, it's not a, seen it, but I've, you posted pictures or something like when you, you guys put your Christmas tree yeah, or something right yeah, there. Yeah. It's crazy, man. My wife's like, hey, don't be posting pictures like that. Like I know what motherfuckers' front doors look like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, man, I don't care. So, so like the, some of the furniture, like the the chair we got at like at Walmart, I think, and then we like the table was given to us. We just repainted it. Yeah. And then one of the one of the drawers next to the other side of the sofa is from Goodwill. My son just fucking sanded it down. Like, oh yeah. I'm always like that. Like yeah. if we can buy stuff that's good wood still and like sturdy, and it's like five bucks, <laughs> I don't care if yeah, I had yeah. to buy ten dollars of paint. Shit. I know we have this thing right here. This little thing right here. My wife bought it, and I was like, Is it that one? It's one of those. And she's like, I was like, This doesn't match our living room. She's like, It will once you sand it. And you paint it, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> like, oh, all right, all right. So now I'm outside fucking sending shit. <laughs> Bob the builder. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, that's my dad, man. My stepdad, man. That motherfucker's fucking. I go to his house and rent, buy tools, get borrowed tools. That fool can build anything, dude. He's amazing, dude. He's amazing. He's taught me a lot, and, I, and he tells my wife all the time. You know, George can do anything in your house, right? I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what we got a home warranty for. <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Don't be telling my wife that. It's like, yeah, George used to work with me in the shop all those years. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't have the tools, man. My stepdad got a tool. Like, dude, he's like Chepetto, bro, from fucking Pinocchio, <laughs> man. He could fucking build some shit, dude. He pulled out tools like, like crazy, man. He's crazy. He's, he's cool, though. That's dope, bro. Yeah. You had a pretty deep story, man. That's dope. Yeah, I'm being um, believe it or not, I'm being I'm reserved. <laughs> like I got a little story I told you about the most dark thing I got. Like I I kind of I don't regret saying it, but like now I'm, I feel like someone's gonna be like, how or what? And like if someone asks me, like I'm not gonna get away from the question, but it kind of feels good to talk about it because not a lot of people know. I kind of like let some bats out of the cave, you know what I mean? And I could like breathe a little bit better because. When I hear about people that actually die from suicide, like I feel bad for them. Like I don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Can't. I'm not gonna judge it, but at the same time, it's like it's their choice. Why? Why feel bad for them? That's mm -hmm. what they wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. Like, hey man, if that's what you want to do. Do it, man. You might be selfish, but whatever makes you heal. Yeah. Whatever fucking makes life easier yeah. for you, man. So it's weird because. Like grow or or working in EMS, I, I've I've seen it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's a dark place. Like it's you, you have to be in a really 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 bad place yeah. to to do it. And I don't like to say that I've been there. Like I I've been depressed. Like there's yeah. the thought crossed my mind once, but it wasn't like oh I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna yeah. you know. Yeah, no. it, so I I I can relate to to people because there's there's shit that I that don't people don't yeah. know about me, but. I can relate to a lot of people with shit. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And, so, and that's crazy how huh? you can just talk to somebody and be like, hey, fuck me too, fool. Not not about that, but you know what I'm saying? About yeah. anything. Like, oh, me too, man. Like, me too. Like, oh, you had an alcoholic dad? So did I. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. dude, that shit. You know, like, it's, I know what you mean, man. Just That's why I enjoy cutting hair. Because I vent and people come to vent to me also. It's therapy, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, even when you sit in the chair and I'm like, what's cracking, fool? Shit. I'm like, what's cracking? Just, you know, like James said, what's cracking besides your lips? 
And that's what cool was working with James, dude. People used to be like, oh, it's a James and George show because we used, I used to get all up in his conversations, dude. And he would get all up in mine. And, 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 and he would look at me sometimes like, shut the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I'm like, Brrr. And then at the end, he'll be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it now. Man, I, 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 that fool's fucking funny. I remember one time um, somebody walked into the shop and their fucking eye, they had like a stroke in their eye or something, but their eye was looking into their nose, man, like really bad, dude. And they weren't wearing a patch or nothing like that. Like, I would be walking out with a patch or a bandana on my eye or something. <laughs> they fucking walked in the shop, dude, with his eye just like, like just looking inside of his, looking at his other eye, dude. Looking at the side of his other eye, and James was like, What's up, dog? What you been doing? Watching a lot of dog shit? <laughs> like, me and James have said some shit, dude, where we look at each other like, Oh my God. And that's one of the times I looked at James, and I gave him this stare look, like, and he looked at me and he's like, What? And I'm like, He's all, That's what happens when you look at a lot of dog shit. If you're watching dog shit, that's what happens to your eyes. And the dude was like, Nah, man, I fucking sneezed and I popped a vessel or something and my eye got all fucked up. He goes, and I was like, yeah, James, not everything, you know, and he goes, but were you watching dog shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, but were you outside watching dog shit? And I was like, but that reversed the whole conversation and just mm -hmm. made it better because James is like, James is telling me like, damn, I don't, I don't understand. How you get yourself out of some of the shit you say sometimes. Sometimes you say some shit and you notice it's bad, but then you, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Funny, fucking funny muscle your way out of it, dude. And people aren't mad. People are like, you disrespect somebody, but then you like, like you disrespect somebody, but then you're like their best friend right away. You're like, you're, you compliment them. All's forgotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like. Damn, I was like, I don't know how to do it either, dog. Like, I do it now when I'm at the shop now. Like, I don't, I say shit, but it sounds funny in my head, dude, but someone reads it different. You know, like, I'll say something like, and it's funny, dude, people are like, that's fucked up, fool. <laughs> like, what? I just told this fool that he's a little, he doesn't look like, like, I'm pretty sure it's hard for him to shop for clothes because he's so tall. <laughs> I told him the other day, you're at that stage in your life, huh, where it's hard to shop for clothes, huh? And this is like a grown-ass man, man. Like, fucker, ain't going to get no smaller, ain't going to get no taller. He just <laughs> he walked in with small basketball shorts and a small shirt. And I was like, you know, he has to shop in the big and tall. And everybody thought I was like, I was fucking rude. And I was like, it wasn't that bad, dog. You guys are kind of blowing it unfortunate <laughs> shit. All I said, like, you know. But he, but he was like, yeah, dog, it's, it's hard, man, because I'm fucking tall. And I was like, yeah, it's hard, man. We don't have that problem, you know. Like, I can, we can't shop at Ross, dude. They never have clothes our size, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck, dude. It's either you're fucking huge or you're, like, tiny, dude. You know what I mean? Hey, man, congratulations on, like, you're working out. I tell you all the time, but some people don't know, but you're into fitness, dude, and that's fucking legit, dude. That's cool, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's, it's, everybody wants to work out, but it takes a certain region to actually get up and do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough, especially after, tough. like, the holidays, dude. I'm like, ooh. <sighs> Yeah, like I will, I wait, I've been taking my older son to the gym and waking him up, dude, it's kind of like I felt bad, man, because I'm like, fuck, this fool probably needs to sleep for fucking school, but I'm like, hey, get up, fucker, let's go do some burpees at the gym, or let's go do some weights. He's like, all right, dad, and we'll go, and I'll give him like a little half a scoop of pre-workout. <laughs> and then my wife gets mad, don't be giving him that shit. Shh. <laughs> Put a little scoop in there, and then by the time he gets to the gym, he's all cracked out. <laughs> he's all warm. His yeah, ears are all yeah. warm. He's like fucking slapping. <laughs> Fuck that. I feel like there's ants crawling on me. 
<laughs> nah, but ah, shit, man. Cool, man. Dude, I feel like I told you everything. That's dope, I told bro. you more on this than I ever told my wife. My wife's probably going to listen to this podcast like, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's not what it said on your POF profile. <laughs> you said you love going on vacations. <laughs> oh, man. Staycations, mama. The cat's out the bag. Yeah. But I'll get in the hit and uh, let you plug yourselves, let you know where people can find you and... We'll call it a day, man. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks again for the opportunity. No I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at straightfaded underscore cuts. Um, I cut hair at Sonny's Boxing Gym Barbershop. It's right next to it on Litchfield and Western. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for the opportunity, man. I just want to say uh, uh, play outside. Enjoy your life. Play outside. Fuck cancer. And Life's good, man. Just fucking make the best of it. That's dope, brother. Thank you. Thank you again, man. I appreciate you. I know you're super busy. You had me on your day off here, so thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you. All right, you guys have been listening to Coffee with Callie with my host or my 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 co-host here, guest. <laughs> I was like, damn, my host ain't taking this shit over. <laughs> with my guest, straight faded. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, man. Thank you. All right, cool.